Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC, and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network. I've always liked playing games in the arcade, you know, Galaxian, Pac-Man, Space Invaders. But one day I've been playing Cuba for about an hour. I was doing really well. I'm sure I got the house high when it happened. My right wrist locked up. I knew straight away it was Arcade Hand. I've had fire button finger injuries before, but Arcade Hand meant that I couldn't play for months. So I called Arcade Injuries Direct. They worked really hard fighting my case and I was awarded a massive bag of 10 pences. Arcade Dave is glad he chose Arcade Injuries Direct. Right now we are busy helping 16 players get Arcade Justice. Remember, if your claim is unsuccessful, it won't cost you a credit. If you've been injured in an arcade accident wasn't your fault, that happened in an arcade, a pizza joint, or at a pub from 1984, give Arcade Injuries Direct a call, and we'll get those credits out of the coin box for you. Arcade Claims Direct will take 89% of all claims and spend it on biscuits. Your statutory rights will not be affected. Probably. Arcade Hand, yes, we're looking at you, Mr. Stacey King, who currently has Arcade Hand for real after playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for 30 hours. Ooh. Ooh. Welcome. We are the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland. It is Sunday, sometime in June, perhaps. Mm. And you are, sir? I am Sean in your face, Holly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What a two, what a two weeks we've had. I've been as busy as heck. Yes, mate, it's been really good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you, yeah. Good. Let me have a slurp of coffee a minute. I've just had a biscuit. I've got a bit of a, a, bit of a tickly throat, but I'm all right. So have you been watching every single minute of E3? No, me neither. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I have been doing? Playing games. Uh, yeah, actually, I've been playing a lot of one certain game. Mm. And we've done all sorts of other little little bits and bobs to do with arcade for a change, which is nice. <laughs> One of the things I've been doing is a little job I had to do from ages ago, and I haven't been managed to do it. I'm so sorry, Phil Nez for life. I was I had to polish his asteroids bezel for him. You know the screen you look through on asteroids. Yes. If you remember back about ooh, three or four months ago, when I took it off him, when I promised it'd be done within a week. <clears throat> It had L-U-F-C scratched right in the centre of it. Some turd had scratched that in it. I'm not sure if this is... Was it, did we work out it was Leeds or Liverpool Football Club? I think it was Le- Leeds, wasn't it? Leeds United Football Club. Could be Luton. Uh, I don't think... I, 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 it could be, Luton, actually. Luton Football Club. Luton, no, Luton football. Well, it was pretty mindless, wasn't it? I mean, that's a mm. mindless thing to do on a lovely asteroid to go and scratch some stupid football game in it goodness sake anyway i buffed the heck out of it and it's all gone you can see through it now it it did a really good job i couldn't believe it it's always really surprising when you when you get a scratch screen like that on plastic you start off with i think i started off with 600 grit wet or dry paper 
you know, the, the glass paper, sort of sandy paper. I think it's uh, aluminium oxide paper. And I started off with that, and I used a lot of water on it as well to stop the, the stuff like, gritting into it. And there's quite a bit of water and the clean water. And as I was doing it, I looked through it and got, oh, my God, it, it went milky. You think, that's no, I'm never going to see through that. And then right. you, you go lighter with it, and then you go to 400 grit. Sorry, other way around. You go 800 grit. Then you go to 1,000, 1,200, and I went to 2,500 grit, which is almost like toilet paper. It's really fine. And you just go yeah. really lightly with it. Slightly on, off, on, off, wax on, wax off. And you use loads yeah. of water, and then you start polishing it, and then you go on to the Novus, you know, the 321 Novus you can get for, for t- polishing Perspex and plastics. I thought that was a spaceship. It might be, but you don't polish plastics with a spaceship. <laughs> you no, damn fool, man. And you go on it with that, and then you go for the lighter cloth, then you get the, buff- the buffing mop. You know those things you use on, like, Ferraris for polishing the, the paintwork? The no. Those things. <laughs> You know, them ones. I used that on it, and it's come up an absolute treat. It looks, it's absolutely brilliant. Honestly, it, it looks nearly brand new. It's got very, very light surface scratches on it, which is what you expect of any kind of Perspex if you've had it more than five minutes. I did a really nice job of it. I hope Phil's well, going to be pleased with it when he sees it. It didn't take me that long to do it, for damn sake. Mm. Also, as you said earlier, I've been playing, I've been playing Cosmic Allen again. You know, every time I go in the garage, I play Cosmic Allen. Yes. Got over 38,000 on it now. I've played that, and I think I was quite pleased with 17,000. So That's that a good score. In, it's an immense score, 38. I'm wondering how much Charlie Farr's got on it, because he's good at that, isn't he? It's very similar to Galaxian, but it's mm. it's a little bit easier, I'd say. But obviously, he's a bit of a master. I hope he didn't get 2 million on Cosmic Allen. That would upset me. He might still be playing now. <laughs> Probably. Not his like. What have you been up to, then? Tell me stuff you've been doing. Well, over the last two weekends, the previous weekend to this one, I went to a works do we have a charity golf day at work, and then at night, the, all the employees that don't play golf, i.e. me and a few others, we go say, and we have, play golf. we have a, a nice meal and, and free beer. Ooh, nice free beer. beer. That's a bit I, Yeah, it was a nice nice event, but in the morning, not so, not so well, Vic. Poorly, Ed. I think it was a, a you know, a, something I ate, maybe. Maybe. Not Arcade Head. <laughs> arcade Head. Might have to get an advert for that. Well, you know, I had a week off after the last podcast. I was a bit under the weather for it for a bit. And mm. all my motivation got zapped. Mm. And I, it sounds a bit of a downer, actually, but I'm not now. I actually lose a bit of love for arcade when things go wrong, or you know, people upset you, illness, work problems, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But other things, and I'll get onto a little bit later on, bring you back up again. And that's exactly where I'm at the moment. I'm up in the air. Yeah. Happy to be alive. Brilliant. Upbeat, especially with all the, the bad news we've done lately with all the news going on and all that sort of stuff. So I am upbeat, and this podcast is upbeat. What do you reckon? Yay. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, to, you've got to laugh, haven't you? Well, now and, and again, a... yeah, why not? Yeah, of course so you have. So what we did in the the week I had off, we did some stuff around around our hometown, you know, mainly London as capital, because we live outside of London. And we explored Hackney and the surrounding areas a bit. And I got to go to the notorious pub, The Blind Beggar. Mm. That's the one where uh, Cornell was murdered to death by Ronnie Cray. Cornell? Yeah. Not the Cornell. Da- Dave Cornell, I think. Dave I, Cornell. I was going to say Dave Cornell. Someone I Cornell. He got a bullet through his head. Oh, dear. I'm not, not very good on history. Not good. But we also had a free hotel night, which was accumulated from our hotel holiday stays in America. So we had a free hotel, and we went to Bristol. 
because one of our favourite bands, IMX, were playing as well, so we tied it in with that. I really like Brizzle. I haven't been there for about 23 years. I used to go to the girl years ago, I used to live there. Mm-hmm. I've been there for a long time. Brizzle's really nice. It's got some lovely yeah. architecture, and on some of the architecture, original Banksy's. We went around founding a few. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We also got to go to a place called Kongs of King Street. Awesome name for an arcade bar, don't you think? That is good. But they had table tennis in there, arcade cabs, all that sort of stuff. It looked quite busy when we went in. They had a cocktail cab, uh, an original Donkey Kong Jr., like mine, a Pac-Man. They had their own branded one. Uh, I think there's some kind of fight-and-go-right game in it. A 1942 yep. machine, done up as a 1942, mm-hmm. looked quite nice. And another few, I think, another two maybe. But as soon as I went in there, all LCD. Ooh. Oh. LC who? LCD. LC. Mm. LCD. Mm. Yeah, all the flat screens. Every single one had a flat screen in it. And I also noticed, I had a quick look round, all running 60 and 1s. Ooh. Not good, is it? Or mm. I think one of them had a, another kind of form of multi-bootleg board because it, it had um, Final Fight on it. I'm sure it's on one of the game elves or something. Yeah, and the worst yeah. thing about this, it wasn't just the LCD screens, which, you know, you could have used TVs if they couldn't get arcade monitors, I suppose, as long as it's a CRT, all on a pound per play. Pound. Ten, ten pences per play. And guess what? Nobody was playing them. No mm. one at all. And neither did I. Walked straight out again. Really disappointed in that place. I was looking forward to it, so a bit of a shame, that one. Hmm. Was the actual place busy? Yeah, loads of people were drinking in there and having a good time playing ping pong, but nobody was playing the arcade machines. Which is a bit of a shame, really, because if, if it was on free play, maybe just 10p, you know, like we was mm. when we were kids, it was always 10p or whatever, or even do what the four quarters do. Their model is you pay a pound and you get four quarters and you use them as tokens. So you get four plays for a quid, which is only 25p, yeah. which is a lot better than a pound ago, isn't it? Four times I the think- fun. Yeah, I think even if it was 50 pence ago and it was a proper hardware, I think that's that's okay, you know, in nowadays, don't you? You've just preempted what I was going to go on about, and I'll tell you what. Ooh. My friend Hitesh, friend of the show, mm. he sent me a, a WhatsApp message. I haven't heard him from ages. He's doing well, I'm glad to say. He told me of another arcade bar in Clapham, which is sort of near my stomping ground. It's right. called The Four Thieves. And I went Ooh. there with Vip, Ben, and his girlfriend, Kerry. Sorry, fiancé, soon to be married. Because they visited us last Sunday and Monday. I showed mm. them around a small part of London and had them experience a St. John bacon sandwich or one of their donuts. Mm. <laughs> Next time you come, mate, I'll take you there. It's one of the best bacon sandwiches in the world, honestly. If you have it, do you pull a funny face like you just pulled then? Yeah. Mm. It's like a sort of... Um, a pleasure face, you might want to say. <laughs> anyway, this place, the Four Thieves, right? They had a bunch of yeah. shooty games, you know, like the Point Blanks and your Time Crisis, all that sort of stuff, the favourites of a lot of people. Uh, yeah. They had a jammer cap, a real jammer cap, with a real PCB in it of a game called Zing Zing Zip. Have you ever played it? No, but I have heard of it. You'll it like it. Is, it. No, it's a it's a bullet hell playing game. Oh, you no, play, me, me and Ben played together, and it was really difficult. I mean, it's a real quartery. I think you'd like it, though, because there's bullets everywhere. But it's got sort mm. of a, a sort of cartoony theme to it when you're in between the levels. Good game. And they had a racing game in there as well, I think. But one of the good things they had in it, which was quite a novelty, but that, that game was 50p, like you just said. That actual PCB game was 50p. And I think the other game mm. was 50p as well. 
but one of them was a pound, but it was a pedestal machine. So you stood behind it, two controllers, you know, two sets of buttons and everything, and it was projected onto a 20-foot screen on the wall. Right. And this was attached to a multi-board, and I was playing Scramble on that. I did a quick loop of Scramble on a massive screen with people walking wow. past me. Get out of the way. So that was fun. <laughs> I thought it was really good, actually. But the best thing about the Four Thieves isn't quite the arcade bit, but they have a huge 10-player radio-controlled racing car circuit. It is immense. We've got to get down there and play. I saw eight people playing there, and it looked a riot. You sort of you sit above the track in these sort of race car seats, and you pull the steering wheels towards you. And I think yeah. you've got controls. And you, you play it with a steering wheel. And there's, I think it was a 20-lap race. I think you pay about £3 each to go on it. And there was an American guy doing really good commentary on it. And it looked a right laugh. All the scores and all the laps were projected on screens that you could all see to see who was winning or whatever. It seemed mm. a right laugh. I loved it. I was just sat there Ooh. watching playing and playing it. It looked really good. And also, this shows you how big... This is the upstairs room. The downstairs is a regular, sort of really nicely themed bar. This is the upstairs. Yeah. And also in the same room... They had a small, crazy golf course in the same yeah. room. It was a really good place. But before oh, wow. we went to the Four Thieves, we nipped down to the Four Quarters, which mm-hmm. our friend Simon Dennison unfortunately couldn't be there because it was Father's Day that day. We went down there and had a few spins on the machines, and I had to go on the wall map. I'd really like to buy off them, but they won't sell. And What's in it? It's just got 61 in there, but it's actually a themed scramble. It's a licensed scramble machine. So I'd like to make it into oh. a real scramble in my collection, but I don't think I want to sell it to me. Mm. But I also played on my Asteroid, still there, still working well. Mm. We talked to the bar manager there, who's lovely, and I said, oh, I was going to come with Simon today. He's going to show us the cocktail bar downstairs. She goes, oh, I'll show you later. It's not open at the moment, but I'll show you when it's less busy. So she took us down there a little bit later on. It's really cool. It's a real sort of dark bar, and there's loads of cocktail cabinets down there, and they actually they got us from some kind of famous cocktail maker. Don't you have these different cocktails? We're looking at them. It looks a lot of fun. We should we should plan a night out there when you're next down. Yeah, four thieves and four quarters. That sounds like a good a good day night out. That yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that difficult getting between the two either. Could sort of work mm. that one out. Yeah, really, really had a good day. Really nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Guess what I did? What else did you do? Last night, I helped James Retro Games Party out again with another iPlay gaming event oh. where he supplies the cabs and then they they supply all the consoles and retro video games and that and they have competitions and a DJ and, and like a, almost like he's a comedian kind of guy that does a commentary. Very funny. Cool. So we supplied all that. Mm-hmm. Got them back here into Blackburn at four in the morning. Oh, Lord. But we went to bed and then got up, not together, obviously, no, and no. off offloaded them this morning because we were too tired i bet so that's come round again that's that's not long since the last one is it yeah well they're aiming to do more and more they they wow they like leeds liverpool manchester they're, tr- they're trying to keep it going and what i realized actually because the people that go are like a generation below us i'd say like the average age is about they are below us below us you 25 mean, you mean young bucks yeah but the the, the competition and the they still love the competition as much as we do, and they're still into the games as much as we did, you know, when we were younger. Cool. And they've got the same, like, compassion for, like, and, and the social element's still there. So when you say arcading's sort of changed or gone or whatever... The, the feeling's still there, isn't it? 
Yeah, there's still this need for it, I think. I love it's that. It's an untapped, an untapped tap of tappy potential. Tapness. Tapness. Mm. It's just saying that, I forgot to say the last show, I was at a car boot sale, probably a little bit before the last show, and I found mm. one stall, it was selling, I think it was selling PlayStation games and maybe some SNES. And there were some lads there, maybe 15 to 18 years old, a bunch of them, and they were going crazy. Yeah. And they, they were buying all these cartridges and old PS1 games. And I was thinking, that is way, way before you were playing games, young man. But they were getting into yeah. it. So I was like, oh, that's a really good feeling. That these guys are getting back to these games because they play well. And obviously they're mm. having little parties and a few beers and stuff and you know all this sort of gear. Absolutely brilliant. I love seeing that. It's really nice. The arcade cabinets always go down a storm. There's people, they don't queue up to get on them, but there's always people watching them, and there's never one empty. Cool. That's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah. That's excellent. And do you know James now? James, he he owns over 100 cabs himself. Wow, he's been really gone mad for the collecting, hasn't he? Yeah, well, it's it's expanding his business, isn't he, really, I suppose? Yeah. The hiring out of arcades. Business. I'd like to see the list actually if he, if he wants to let me have a look at it one day. That'd be really interesting to see what he's got. Some website, have a look at it. Oh, cool, I will. Brilliant. We'll put mm. that on the web, on the notes. Mm. One other thing I did last Tuesday after work, I finished work a little bit early, got on a heap of trains to get there on time through the commuters, which is absolutely hell. I hate travelling commuter times in London. I went to the London hack space. Have you ever heard of this before? No, I haven't. Basically, oh it's, yes, I might have done. Sorry, yeah, I might have talked to you before about it. Basically, it was the open night. They they show people around and tell you what's going on and everything. It's basically an area in Hackney Road, in actually in Tower Hamlets, not quite Hackney, that is an area for people to be creative in many ways. For instance, they have tools and stuff you can use, computers, screens, anything you want to use, materials, all sorts of. They had um, a sewing machine. They had a laser engraver and a laser profiling machine. They had lathes, they had mills, they had computers, they had welding gear. Uh, they had they had a, a biochemical plant as well. I'm not sure what they do with that, but they had that. Uh, they had woodworking gear. They had uh, you know, pillar drills, band saws, all sorts of stuff. They teach you how to use this gear. You get like a special card so you can you know use the thing safely and everything. You're trusted. I think you pay. I think the recommended is fifteen pounds a month. And you get mm. to come in 24 hours a day. It's open. As long as you've got your card on, you can use an Oyster card or some sort of wireless payment card. And they, they obviously charge it so you can get in and out of the place. And people help each other. You, know, you can learn things. It seems absolutely brilliant. I, I really like it. And the, one of the reasons that I went there is I found out they had an arcade machine. It's like a jammer mm. machine. They, they painted the sides funky colors and you know, different characters on it and stuff. And they had MAME in it. And they just put it over to an LCD screen. I was like, oh, no. So I sort of talked to the guy there who's sort of in charge of it. And he, he used to work on arcade machines himself. He used to build cocktail cabinets for a company. Really interesting right. guy to speak to. He's telling us all about it. And I said, you know, I, I can use these different machines. I can help people and all this sort of stuff. So my best intentions. But the only thing is getting there for me. It's, it's, it's right in the middle of London, basically. And for me to mm. get there on time with all the gear I'd have to take with me and stuff, it's going to be really difficult. So I'm not sure if I'm going to help them out, but... I'd like to help if I can. If it's just go on the forums because they've got their own forums, and you know, give people help, you know, with with you know, sort of building stuff that I'm I'm good at, I suppose. But it looks such a good place for knowledge. And if you haven't got the tools or the gear to make things, if you've got the ideas in your head to make them, you can go there, pay a minimal price. It's not a lot of money, 
and have people help you do what you want to do and realize your projects, mm-hmm. which is absolutely brilliant, I think. I'd really like to support it, but it's just for me, it's just to get there. But anyone who's in London who wants to make things, hasn't got the, doesn't think they've got the ability to make them or the tools or the workspace, go there. Have a look round on Tuesday evenings at half seven. You'll love it. I was really impressed by the place. Mm. Massive area as well. And they even had a spaceship simulator in a caravan at the back. <laughs> right. Which actually Sounds works. Good. You sit in it and it moves around and stuff. It looks quite impressive. It's brilliant. Space caravan. Space caravan. Mm. One last thing. I've been listening to, I was catching up on podcasts. We're at a week off work. I wasn't listening to podcasts. I listened to a few in the bath. But I listened to loads of... I've signed up for a few more as well. Not non-arcade ones, just some um, humorous ones. But I was listening to some, and I was catching up with the Galloping Ghost. Because they usually yeah. do a lot of stuff about their about the Galloping Ghost arcade and their events and high scores and all this sort of stuff. And Charlie Farr's interview was indeed a written one on Arcade. You were right. I thought it was actually... Yeah. He'd spoken to me. Yeah, it's written. But Pete mm. Han was getting large scores on Moonshuttle. Remember we talked about yeah. Moonshuttle? We used it as a art of side art one week. Yeah, you yeah, weren't impressed with the game, though. I they? wasn't, but I might have to give it a go. Pete tells truth. That man knows a game, so I have to have a look does. at that. It's got he a does. three-way joystick, hasn't it? Is it up, down, and slow down, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I have to have a look mm. at that one. And also, mm. Doc Mack was perplexed as why we didn't like Peter Packrat. Yeah? But Doc likes many games. That's probably why. And we're quite selective, aren't we? Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. What I've been doing is catching up all week with the RGDS podcast, and I'm still not quite caught up. Oh, right, okay. Because yeah, they, they release so many. They but do do really... a lot, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some of the, the play, the Let's Play are quite fun as well. I like those. Yeah, they did the Let's Play, the music of. Yeah, I'm quite like they've got different presenters now and again. It's quite good. Unlike us, just us boring old gits talking. Yeah, blah, oh, yes. Blah, blah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's about all we're doing. Anything else you've been up to? That's it, yeah. I'm, I'm still a bit tired from the weekend. I'm getting old. Oh, baby. You know, you used to go out when you were, like, 18. I used to go out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all night, still be up for work. But now, yeah. Saturday night, I'm knackered Sunday. Tomorrow, I'll still be a bit, you know, tired. Mm, I know what you mean. When I, was, oh. when I was, like, 19, living in Weymouth, they had the bar I used to go to, like, a rock bar. I used to have like a karaoke night Thursday. We used to go down and laugh at people. I used to go down, mm. go out Thursday night, and obviously Friday night was a big night out. Saturday night was a big night out. Sunday to chill out a bit and have a few more drinks, and then Monday dead at work. It was like a <laughs> four day weekend, and it was oh god, amount of money I must have wasted. Goodness, honestly. Yeah, it's not wasted money. It's it's good times really. It's not wasted if you've had a good time and yeah. you were wasted. Yeah, you've wasted mm. in two different ways. <laughs> Let's get on to the arcade news. Okay, this, I love this. I like this one, you found this, well done son. This is a DIY arcade font generator. Some genius yeah. has ripped, has managed to rip out about 170 fonts from MAME arcade fonts. How many is that? Yeah. Wow. And... What it can do, apparently, you know, when you get, go into MAME, I think it's F4 you press to see the tile sets. You can see the graphics, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it can, it can rip out them automatically. Oh, what a ripper. And so I've been looking through them, and I've, 
there's a font I really like, which now appears on our new Ten Pence Arcade Red Pence Arcade T-shirts. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? You lost your pinger. <laughs> oh, family pinger. I love them. I'm so. Oh, can't wait to wear them. (laughs) Do you know what? Yes, that's brilliant. That that is really good. I liked. I had a quick play with it. I didn't realise you could save stuff away and use it for your own benefits. Absolutely brilliant. So many fonts in there. You can do different colours with them and different like backgrounds. It's really cool. Really cool. If you're doing a bit of artwork and you want, I bet you'll use it quite a lot on our pages, won't you? Yeah, I will do actually. Yeah, I love it. This is another thing that was a bit just stuck out as a bit strange the, mm. the world's largest pac-man there's a flyer going around for it you know the one with the, like the thousands of leds in yes it. looks really impressive i'd like to see this in the flesh and in the corner of the flyer it says new attraction mode to display your images and advertisements Ooh. so you can put your own adverts on this big screen which i suppose makes sense with oh, it i don't know what you mean yeah it Ooh. must be can't be within the game i hope not and that's and I thought, is that the future of the, the new arcade machines, adverts? I hope not. Would It'd be okay when they're, in, when they're, when they're in, um, a track mode, when you're sort of walking past them, have a little advert in the corner, especially if it's game-related. That'd be okay. Mm-hmm. When you're playing the game, I don't want to see any adverts. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. This is Ooh. a good one. You seen this one? Yep. You yeah. You wrote it, so you must have done. Outrun music on vinyl. Remember them plastic mm. things with the holes in the middle? We used to put on turntables and put that scratchy bit on. We used to make music. Yep. Thank you for John Munkus for the heads up. This is Outrun on vinyl, and it's data discs. We've put the link in the show notes. Have a look on there. They do different different records with arcade music on. Mm. Very old school. The next two things, there's two links I've got, and it's basically based around VR. I think people are now looking for possibilities and applications for vr Mm. i know there's games but there's other stuff so these two are based on games there's one that the bbc website have done a little video on and there's another one that arcade heroes have uh, put up on their site and it's the iapa attractions expo in shanghai yeah which is like a mini version of the iapa they have every november in america And there's, well, I think they're calling it mixed reality. Yeah, I saw so, a lady playing a sphere. You could touch yeah. the sphere and it did different. You could spin it around like um, like when you, you swipe something on a phone and the sphere was spinning the picture around and she was doing things like that. It looks very high-tech, really high-tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, fun, though. I mean, a spherical screen. That's ooh, weird. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I'm know. not even sure what mixed reality means, but there's a vid- some videos on there, so you can make it your own mind and just see what you think. They're very interesting, I would say. I don't know if yeah. I'd actually enjoy playing them. What do right, you think? Let's do this right now. Let's talk about VR. I've been meaning let's to do get, this this, baby. get it off my chest. Mm. I don't think VR will catch on. I know I'm a curmudgeon, okay. an old geezer who likes these, these CRT screens and joysticks and, stuff, and tactileness of a game. Mm. I don't think they're going to catch on. Because I saw some people playing on those videos. I did watch the videos. And they're actually in a room. And one of them, they reckon you could be in a warehouse. And it'd be the virtual reality. You have these silly headsets on, which I think they're still too cumbersome to be wearing. You want them the size of a pair of spectacles like you're wearing now to be Mm. anything worthwhile. And if you're flailing your arms around and stuff, you're going to walk into people. And there's going to be problems and the, the... Gear's going to get broken. And I don't 
I don't believe it's going to work because a lot of these, I think they're getting away from it now a little bit. But when you put a VR headset on, it does make you feel a bit queasy. I mean, I had a go of an Oculus Rift, an early one, and I felt really sick. And that was just on a, it was on a roller coaster mind, so it was obviously bound to make you feel that. But even playing Doom on a screen, on a normal screen, makes me feel a bit ill after a while. So yeah. I don't know if it's going to work, you know. And also, the price of it at the moment, you need such a high-tech computer to run it, and then all the gear on top as well. I think it's obviously at the moment it's going to the t- the cost will tumble in the future. Obviously, it'll come down in price, but I don't think people are going to go for it. I think people would rather just be sat on their sofa with a controller in their hand or going down the arcade or whatever. Mm. I think it'll have applications in the real world. You know, maybe medical applications and stuff. And I think for training I'd... purposes, you mean? Mm. It may be, yeah, military even perhaps. Yeah, Jim Bagley showed me one when, uh, when we was up at Glasgow, and it's something he's working on. And yeah. you can actually, it's like a picture of an office, right? You, you, you look down and you can see your torso and your knees and everything. Yeah. And across from you, the, the actual office was empty, but you looked around and you're in like this skyscraper, so you could look over the side of the, you know, through the windows and is that. This, is this work simulator? Yeah, well, there's three empty seats. Yeah. And you can have a meeting with three with three other people around the world <laughs> and they and they appear in these seats oh, so so it's like you're talking to them but well, that would be know, great for uh meeting. say you had an interview or a meeting that, that's brilliant that's a great idea but they've got skype for that sort of thing mm. so unless you're doing training with as i say a robot if it was uh, i don't know mate it's, I don't think gaming's going to go that way, you know. I just because remember, remember when they had the iToy and and then this Connect is it Connects Kinetic on the um, Xbox 360, Xbox. and I Connect. think there's one for the PlayStation Four. I keep seeing those those units in bargain bins in charity shops. It looks like no mm-hmm. one wants them. They're going the same way as the FIFA 09s and the, and the Brian Lara crickets. They're always in the bargain bins. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I just don't think it's going to work. I mean, I. There's one one of those videos we watched. If you watch them, kids, you'll see what I mean. There's some people playing a shooting game. They're standing around. They've got a headset on. They've got these like hand controllers with um, all sorts of sensors on a, a thing above them is picking up. And they're shooting stuff in the sky. And it looks quite impressive when you actually see what they're, what they're looking at and with them superimposed into it. It looks quite fun. But if you've got a gun in your hand and a headset on, you can't see that gun unless you're looking through virtual reality. But then mm. is it... Is it powerful enough and, and specific enough to see through the sights of the gun? So you're actually pointing and aiming accurately at what you're shooting? Or is there a crosshair? Like you'd have on, say, a point-blank game, for instance. Because with a point-blank game, yeah. you can look through the sights and you can accurately shoot what you're looking at, yeah? Mm. But when it's virtuality, is it that accurate where you can see through your gun sights to shoot, say, a dinosaur or a creature in the sky or whatever? That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Is it going to be accurate enough, accurate as real life? And real life is amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Doing stuff right. is is <laughs> if you try and recreate it like these people are, it's incredibly, incredibly complex. And I'm not sure mm. if they've even got anywhere near doing that yet. I'd like to have a go though. I'm interested in it. Are you? Yeah, I think, especially one of the really up to date ones as well. Yeah. Whereas, so you know, you've got phone games now mobile games they've kind of that the most successful games phone games are a certain type so like your strategy games or the games where you touch the screen you know yeah. anything with a joystick doesn't seem to work really well no, or no, a, a virtual not. joystick i reckon vr is going to find its 
niche gaming. Are things you're never going to be able to play Donkey Kong on it, are you? Or no, not. I don't know. Oh, maybe they're clever. Maybe they will. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you can sort of. Well, you not have as have well. As you, you have to have something in your hand, like I said, with the, the, the guns they had in this game. And maybe it had some sort of tilt in it. So when you tilted it left or right, it worked like a joystick. But it's not going to be tactile. You're not going to feel that mm. click of the switches. You know you you hit it. Mm. I don't know. I mean, hopefully they'll go on with something like that. But for, for all that money and energy and creative talent they're putting into it, I think it can be used other places. Yeah, I do. So, I don't know. Yeah, but, I think it's going to find its area, but yeah, yeah, it's very early days, isn't it? But I'm I'm all for tactile games, so it's me not too. really not for me, not for me, no, no, not for <laughs> me. But saying that, saying that, one of those mm. games on the IAPA Attractions Expo in Shanghai. Did you see the coin hoovering game, the vacuuming game? <laughs> yeah, yeah it looked quite, it looked quite fun, didn't it? Yeah. Sucking up coins, cleaning me arcade room. It's pretty good, actually. Mm. Right, here's something I never knew existed. A little thread that's come up on the UK VAC forums. Mm-hmm. Those touch screen machines that I was playing last week in a pub, you know, you touch the screen, tried to win the impossibly hard quiz questions. I like them a lot, but I don't mm. like losing money in them. I quite like the mm. I like a quiz. Everyone loves a quiz, come on. Mm. And they're brilliant, like pop quizzes and you know, technology quizzes and all this sort of stuff. But I don't like putting money into it and losing me money. I never win anything out of them. I think you can win money, but I've never won any. Well, get one of these, a quiz machine emulator. Oh, that is perfect. They are, I didn't know these exist. And it's not a new thing, apparently. You can you can get the, the programs that work on these. I think they're called Mega Touch machines, the ones in pubs. That's right, yeah. They've got touchscreens, yeah. Yeah, so if you get yourself one of them... Well, you can buy a touchscreen quite cheaply. They're not that expensive, or... or Mm. perhaps run it on an iPad kind of thing, that sort of thing. Mm. That'd be awesome. Get the software, get a decent PC, bung it in there, and you've got a thousand... Well, I don't know how many games there are. There must be at least a hundred of these touchscreen games. Oh, Lord, yeah, there's loads. They're so popular, aren't they? Mm. That sounds pretty cool, actually. I like the idea of that. Mm. Oh, Man vs. Snake film out now. Is this as in... This is the Nibbler thing, isn't it? When a guy got a billion points on Nibbler. It's been advertised for quite some time, and it's finally out, I think, two days ago as we record this. Watch out for snakes. Yeah, you can't do that. That's Pie Factory's sample. I'm nicking it. <laughs> you can't do that. That's their sample. Want to bet? That was stolen from the Pie Factory podcast. <laughs> One billion points some guy got on. He's the first game to ever get a billion, first player to ever get a billion points That's on a right. game. It was a little while ago, wasn't it? Mm. We played Nibbler. Did you get anywhere near a million, a billion points than that when we were playing at a Eurocade? Because it was their challenge machine. No, but I like it. I got about forty thousand. <laughs> That's about it. It seems I quite fun. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's one of those games where it's very fast, isn't it? Yeah, it's a puzzle game. I think you've got to work it out is. where to go. Yeah, and then yeah. follow that and find the patterns. And obviously, this guy knew the patterns inside out. A billion points because it's not, it's not a high scoring game at all, is it? No, because we got like forty thousand. I think the winning game, winning score was like eighty or ninety thousand. Was it? Something like Something that. Like yeah. that. Oh lord. We got some dates for your diary, people. Second and third of July next week. We're gonna be there. Yes, nerg. nerg, 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 nerg. And you'll see us in our new new t-shirts. Don't be afraid. Come and say hello to us. 
buy us a Diet Coke, buy us a coffee, ask us to buy you a coffee, and say hello. Be nice mm, to meet biscuits. our listeners. We love it. Yeah, buy some biscuits. We like biscuits. Oh, yeah. The 23rd and the 24th of yep. July, play Expo Margate. I went last year. I'm not going this year due to the distance and being sandwiched in between two other events. Mm, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's very close. I'd like mm. to go to this one. I may do, because it's not that far for me. I may do. I may do. It depends where else is going, I suppose. And then at the end of the month, just a week later, the 30th and the 31st of July, is a revival solstice Warsaw. And I'm definitely Yay. going there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to that one. So we're quite sport, really, for July, aren't we? Three events in July. Yes, great, isn't it? And all near, well, two of them are quite near me. That's quite nice. Mm. Any more? Any more news for snooze? No, at the end of the news, you've just... Is this you put a letter T? Were you yeah. going to type something, then forgot what you are going to type? Yeah. <laughs> Move on. you just put a cup of tea or something, yeah? I've had some coffee. Mm. Pickups. Pickups. I'm making up for it this time. I've bought a few things. Mm. I'm doing it on purpose now. It's my birthday on Thursday, so I'm buying myself some stuff early for my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday for Thursday. Thanks very much, chum. I'll be 700 years old. Or 40. That is quite old. That's, that's older than Yoda. Or oh, no, it's not. Nearly. Mm. Anyway, I got two, not one, but two, so I'll probably lend you one. Pinball mm. Action PCBs. They were cheap. Oh. I had to do it, but I've got to make a jammer adapter. I haven't tried them out yet. Got two mm. of them, so that's awesome. I bought another Pi Zero from the last one. I bought, I've got two now, and a separate 32 gig card for putting MAME and stuff on. I'm still undecided what to do with me pies. I have got some mm. ideas writing, rolling around in my empty head, and as soon mm. as I work out what I'm going to do with them, I will write it up for the blog. I will do that. Mm. They're but brilliant, it's aren't be, they? It's going to be a handheld emulator machine with Nintendo stuff on it, with uh, an aluminium housing I'm going to design and make. Mm. And my mate Sarge is going to help me with the software because he's right into all the uh, the Linux stuff. He's very good at putting it all together. He, he can do it from scratch. He doesn't have to get a, um, an image like we would because I don't really know a lot about it. I just get the image and bang it on a disc. Yeah, but He is going to do that for me. It'd be quite nice. So I shall we'll be making some enclosures each for those. Or also a listener who I will shout out later on Mm. Bought me awesome Dig Dug cart for the VIC-20. Dig Dug for the VIC-20. VIC-20 is my first ever computer. But I need a VIC-20 mm. now so I can play <laughs> the cart. Mm. I may have won one on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can also use... Remember I got that Commodore 64 SD card drive emulator? The SD, yeah. SD to IEC? You can mm. use that on the VIC-20 as well. You just need a separate bit of software for it. So I can have unlimited oh, no. ROMs on there. How cool is that? Awesome. Oh, getting back to my... I was like nine when I bought, had my first VIC-20. Did and this, you ever have that game, Andy's Attack? I certainly Jeff did. Tested. That was did one of you, my first it? games. It's an 8K Defender game. But the ship yeah, it, the ship's really big. I, I, I thought it was magical when I was a kid. It was amazing. Mm. I'll probably go back to it and go, that ship's too big, because even Jeff says it's too big. But it was, it was a really good version, as far as I remember. I... I I just fell in love with it. I, I lost my mind when I was a kid. Nine or ten-year-old mm. Victor lost his mind because he played Defender at home. So, yeah, there's quite a few games, and a lot of homebrews come out. Did you know you can play Doom on the Vic-20? No way, really? It's a 35K, which was over... 
Uh, the expansion for that has come out since. It's like a modern-day expansion. You can actually have 512k on it. But you need 35k, which was massive for a 3.5k unexpanded VIC-20. And you can play a really chunky version of Doom. But I watched a video on it, and it is amazingly impressive to see that running on a VIC-20. It's got the music. God. When you kill the guys, they remain on the floor. You see blood splatters everywhere. The map moves around. There's about... 20 or 30 different sound effects. There's so much going on for a tiny little silly computer that came out in like 1980. It's amazing. God. I was really impressed. So I've got to get another, I've got to get a RAM expansion for it as well. So that's coming. Mm. How about you? Have you actually bought, got anything for a change? Come well, on. Well, I've, I've got you a birthday present, shh, which is. I won't tell me. It's okay. Shh. Okay. Shh, well, don't. You don't tell yourself. It's a new 10 pence red t shirt. Mum is the okay. word. But yeah, it's a new ten pence T-shirt. We've got one. We're going to be wearing these at Nerg. There is red pence and not the normal purple pence. Yeah, we're going to look the bells of the ball. Yeah, so we've got two of them delivered. Also, proper pair of bells. We're going to look. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes. Darren Hatton has lent me Dizine. Yeah, a portable two terab- terabyte hard disk drive full of goodies all i'm going to say is it's full of goodies is there sweets in there and biscuits goodies of the binary kind okay fantastic thank you so much i'm still looking through it now is this mame stuff or all signed of emulators all sorts of stuff all sorts of like old video footage and sound and fantastic oh awesome i have to look at myself sounds interesting Mm. guess what i bought this morning i bought myself a 3ds I haven't had one. I've got a normal DS, and wife's got a DS. We play Scrabble against each other and stuff like that. I bought a yeah. 3DS. I had to buy it because I think they priced it wrong in the shop I bought it from. Yeah. It was It's a, three, a normal black 3DS, not the new one, which has got um, some separate new bits on it. I think it's thinner and stuff. Mm. It was 40 quid. Really? That's cheap, isn't it? So I looked at I it and thought, because so. it was advertised as a DS, not a 3DS. I looked at it and went... That's a 3DS. It's got the little grey thumbstick, like an analogue thumbstick on the left-hand side. So I turned yeah. away quickly, got on, on eBay and looked for 3DS buy it nows. Like about 60 quid plus. I was like, I'm having that. So I had it. I said, lady, can I look at that, please? Yeah, does it come with a charger? Yes, it does, sir. Thank you very much. I had a look at it. And there was about four or five Pokemon full games installed on it already. And about two yeah. other games. And I thought, bargain, it's got some games on it as well. So I got it home and everything. Popped the SD card at the side. It only had a 32 gig SD card rammed in it as well for 40 quid. It's not bad, is it? That is good. But I actually, not because I'm law-abiding and a decent citizen, I wiped everything off of it because it was still set up from the old user's profile. Yeah. So they had bought the games and everything, and I don't think I could even log on and buy stuff in their account. I wouldn't want to do that. That'd be stealing. So I've actually wiped it, and I've put my own details on it now. So I'm going to download, because they weren't games for me anyway, or Pokemon stuff. I'm going to download some emulators and... No, not emulators. Some sort of indie games. Maybe a couple of Mario games. I like the Mario games on the on DS type thing. But the 3DS, mm. on, the 3D part on the top screen, when you move a slider to get the 3D right to your eyes, it blows my mind. And I've only got a tiny mind, right? It's been out for ages. It's so <laughs> clever. And I want to have a go at the augmented reality, where... You look, you look at something on the table with the camera and it appears on the screen and it looks like it's actually moving around and stuff. It's called mm. augmented reality. I'm really interested in that. It's going to be brilliant. But I've not had mm. time to play in, or to download any games yet. I'm still setting it up. I was doing it in the bath earlier. 
But I'm going to try and find a Circus Charlie on Virtual virtual Console for it. They must have some Konami games on there. That'd be cool. I think I only ever played a 3DS once, and actually it was in Blockbuster. You know when Blockbuster still Ooh, existed? That is going back a bit, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I was impressed by the 3D then, but thought, gimmick, you can play it 2D, still just as good. But there you go. I like the 3D. I think it's quite nice. When you can sort of set it to your eyes and you look at it, it's really clever stuff. Really enjoyed mm. it. So I'm happy I got that. Uh, also, I've got a modded GameCube. How about that? It's been modded yes. with a top part so you can play backup games from your <coughs> legally owned backups. Which I have <laughs> yeah. many. It's also got a Game Boy adva- Advance player on the bottom of it. You stick it on top of it, and it's got a Game Boy player. You can play through the TV with the controllers. I'm not sure if they were just normal Game Boy and Game Boy Color, or no, I think there must have been Game Boy Advance. It's as Game well. Boy we Advance, don't. you know, because the one that came up for the Game Boy was on the SNES. Remember, ah, in a cartridge, I had one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mm. looking forward to playing that. Uh, oh, oh, nearly forgot two more things. I've had loads this week. I bought off of our Ol Olmozezi Alpha One a Jammer PCB splitter. Now, mm-hmm. they use these in a Galloping Ghost in some of their machines. What you do is you plug this into your normal jammer harness in your machine, and then you plug two separate PCBs into it, so you can switch between each game. They're always powered on. And as soon as you yeah. hit that switch, it goes to the next game. Because Smarty Martin had it in his MIDI cab. We yeah, had Ordine that. and Wonderboy in there. So what I'm going to do, when Phil Murray has set up my Galaxian multi-game for me. He's getting all the bits together and he's doing it at the moment. And I have that in there with 19 games on it. And I'm probably going to run either a 16-in-1 with it, which has obviously got 40 or 50 games on there, whatever many I've got, or Namco Classics. Namco Classics 2 that I've got. So I can have two multi-games mm-hmm. in there at the same time. How cool is that going to be? It's loads of games on it at all times. Original games. That's good, that. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't tried it out yet. Also bought mm. the other day in went to go and see the mother-in-law. She lives in Croydon. And I bought Mousetrap, which is an arcade mm. game for the Intellivision. I haven't tried it yet. That's one with three separate buttons, isn't it? Where you turn into a you turn from a mouse into a dog, so you can chase the cats. I'm not familiar with that one. Is it a maze game? Yes, I think it is. I've not even played it myself. I've, I've mm. seen it. It looks quite colourful. It's got these three it. colourful buttons you pl- you press to change colours. Mm. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm looking forward to playing that. So that's it. No more stuff from you. I have actually got one more pickup. I forgot. I bought Ooh. WAF. Well, it's for WAF, really. I bought WAF, a new old stock Xbox 360. Ooh. Just to play one game that she loves, which is Civilization Revolution. Oh, is that where you little people build in towns? Yeah, it's not, yeah, not a lot of things to games. shoot in this and more than three buttons, so it doesn't appeal to me. But she loves it, so that's, that's courtesy of Lewis. You've met Lewis, haven't you, at the well, gaming shop good, in Blackburn? Good guy, good guy. <laughs> Who runs the Batcave. Do you know what? Thank you for that, Lewis. I have got, I wish I'd known, sorry. I have got here, I was trying to sell it, but the guy didn't want it in the end, a JTAG'd modified Xbox 360 with loads of games already installed on it. You could have had that cheap. Mm, Wish you'd known. Oh, well, not to worry. Not to worry. If it's only for WAF and she's happy with game. Uh, The good thing is, I'll tell you another thing, the 3DS I bought, I normally get one of the little cartridges you can put ROMs on. You can put as many games on as you like. <clears throat> Legally owned backups. With a 3DS, I don't think I'm going to bother, you know, because you can get games mm. so cheaply for it, just the cart only, which I'm I'm happy with. 
Or you can download the games, the virtual virtual console games, all the different ROMs, because quite cheaply. So I don't mind bunging a few quid into it. It's fine. So I'm, I'm going to get some games for that. Maybe get some puzzlers for it. It might be quite fun. So cool. Loads of stuff we've been buying. And next week... <laughs> tons of stuff again. I have. I love it. I might order some more in a minute. I'm going crazy, me. Next week, we're definitely going to buy stuff because we're going to be at Nerg, my son. Yes. I'm really looking forward to Nerg. Everyone, go to Nerg. If you've not got your tickets already, go and get some immediately. You know your dark chocolate hobnobs? Oh, yeah. Can you bring some up with you because they don't exist? I can't find any. The dark chocolate ones? Yeah. Where would you get them from? Anywhere. You've got the dark red packets. Because the light blue packet is the milk chocolate ones. And the dark red packets, the, the dark chocolate ones, the proper posh ones. They're definitely not in our local Asda or a couple of the other shops I've been in. You've just Spa. reminded me of one more pickup I had. Go on. We went to the Asda the other day. It's the only place I've found. They don't do the Tesco or the Waitrose either. Mm. Hobnob custard creams. <gasps> they are pretty good. But do you know what else? Yeah. This is going to blow your mind. Do you know what else we've got in it. the same Asda next to it? Go on. Chocolate cream hobnobs. Chocolate cream hobnobs. Oh. <laughs> they are so good, mate. Honestly, really nice. I'll bring some up. I'll bring, I'll bring you, I'll bring you a, 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 a medical bag full of chocolate hobnobs. Shall we do? I found some good biscuits. Before we move on, I found some really well. I found some La- good last bit of biscuit news. Come on. Yeah, they're called Lotus Biscuits. No, they've got Lotus written on them, and they're like a caramelly, gingery caramelly, very thin thing. Very nice. Very, very nice. You bring them, I'll bring the hobnobs. Yeah. We'll have a hobnob party. Right. Woohoo! I've got a packet of chocolate hobnobs. <laughs> Let's go on to do some feedback, shall we? Yes, we better do. Feedback. First one, American friend Chris Plus Plus. Hi, Victor and Sean. I simply had to show off a bit. I'm sure you'll understand. Besides, I never would have played Bank Panic if it weren't for your show. You may recall my feedback praising the game last month. Well, I finally exceeded 1 million points. I made it to round 20. I didn't film it or anything, as I didn't think I would bother submitting it, since it can't possibly be the highest score on record, but I've attached a screenshot, which you did, just for the hell of it. So for the first time since I heard your very first episode a few years back, I can say, in your face. Let's give him one of these, shall we? Million points on Bankman. How cool is that? That's a really good score, man. Granted, after two more months of practice than you had, still, I don't suppose you'd give us a resonant... Oh, actually, let's give him a resonant ping. He wants a... What more does he want? Oh, that's very resonant today, that. very resonant indeed. So, yeah, well done. He always wanted one of those pings. I'm working on saying shoot rat in face, but it just doesn't sound right when you've got a yank that tries to say it. Anyway, I found that starting on round 15 or 16, you simply got to move to the door whose number appears on the customer's back as soon as you can. If you don't, the odds are that the bomb will be planted there. If you go anywhere else, people keep coming and the damn game doesn't even let you budge before Dune! Dune! So that's how you get around that quarter-sucking measure enacted by the suited-up swine at Sanritsu who didn't want your game to go on too long. Just don't ignore the numbers on those shirts. That makes me wonder why these customers are visiting the bank and depositing massive bags of cash. If they see all those guys with masks on standing outside the doors... Hmm, yeah. Thanks again for turning on to Bank Panic and several other games, and of course for the awesome podcast. 
Do you think they've got big bags of 10p's? It's a lot of 10 pences, isn't it, for... Is it is it $1,000? Yeah, that's a lot of 10 pences. That, that, that's over over 55, isn't it? It's more than 60, I reckon. Counting them up. Mm. Ian, Ian Cullen, when I mentioned last time about my Pac-Mania being a slightly dull sort of picture in MAME, he's put, yeah. I noticed my MAME, MAME point one seven two Pac-Mania was a bit dull looking too. Just assumed that's how it was. Strange. Hmm, maybe. Dan Smash... Obviously not familiar with The Outsiders. Stay Golden, Pony Boy, is from that film. Yeah, he said that to us, didn't they? Stay Golden, Pony Boy, and it's from a film called The Outsiders, which apparently is like a crap version of The Warriors. Oh, nice. Sounds real Remember Warriors? Warriors come out to play. Yes, I think I've seen that. Hmm. Classic, classic film. Oh, Eric Banana. Nice listen again. The start is getting a bit spooky and settling. That's where we're going. It's not six pence. It's not seven pence. Oh, why the hell would it be eight pence? <clears throat> right, yeah. yeah. Do you like the new... Oh, he does like the new look of the web page. Well done to Mrs. Vic. Yep, Used I to like play it. Pac-Mania on the Atari ST quite a bit. Never saw one in the flesh back in the day, but did bump into it in Weymouth a few years That's ago. That's my old one. Probably yours, yeah. It is, yeah. It's my old one. Sean, your arcade purchase resistance skills are very strong, or I'm just very mean. Uh, why are you not as weak as the rest of us? Because you haven't got room be- to put them all in, that's why. Yeah, I'm not really a collector, am I no, really? No, me neither, but I have been lately. I've been gone mad. You are a collector. You can't help yourself. Mm, not really. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't go for the, the boxed things, or the pristine, or the, uh, you know, yeah. all the, the sealed stuff. I never do that. I just like playing the dang things. Yeah, on the original hardware. Yeah, 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 I do like the original hardware. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's also said, don't forget to check out the latest Pac-Man game playable in MAME on an, and on an original Pac-Man hardware, Ghost Hunt. Yeah, that's the one he has hacked and written himself. Mm, he's one of those now available. Dudes. Now available from the arcade homebrew section. I'm going to have to check that out. Mm, cool. Oh, and a great picture for next... Not picture... Pick <laughs> and a great pick for next game is put. Oh, definitely. Mark Happy Dude, he shows us how to get 73,000 points on level one alone of Bank Panic. He, I watched this because I believed him, but I thought I'll watch this so I can do it, I can pick up his hints. He gets nearly every single guy with the, you know, the big bonus when you get them zero seconds, the fair bonuses. Yeah. And he gets because you do that on the red shirted guys, you get the letters down the bottom for bonus, and he got mm. an extra life as well. I think you get twenty thousand point bonus for the extra life. So he did indeed get over seventy three thousand points on the first level of Banku Banku. Really That's impressed amazing. by that. I don't well know done. I could even do that. I'm not that accurate. Mm, well done, Mister Edward Horse and his hooves has been playing podcast catch up. He said, and is enjoying Gunbird on his Astro City cab. Oh, cool. It's them hooves. You can't press the, the yeah. touch screen with his hooves. That's the thing. Yeah, and he's send us a video how he sort of copes. Mm. Battlezone, John Key. Great new website, guys. Well done, Mrs. Victor. I was surprised to see my sudden jump up the leaderboard last week on the site. Where did everyone's skill go? I listened to the podcast today, and it very quickly and embarrassingly became clear that I've been cheating and using the so-called bravery bonus to boost my scores. Ooh. I obviously didn't read or hear the instructions carefully enough. In fact, I had been playing Pac-Land until I saw the first few Pac-Mania scores go up. <laughs> I suppose it's an easy mistake to make. Anyway, 
I didn't join you guys on this fortnightly quest to climb up the leaderboard. I was using it as an opportunity to slightly address the, my fixing stroke playing time imbalance. So please rip that score down and my serious apologies to every, absolutely everyone who took time to register at Tempe's score for Pac-Mania. Embarrassed. Never mind, chum. It's all for fun. Yeah, it don't matter. Don't matter. Cine, Cine Steve. Great podcast, guys. I can't wait to finally see a tapper in the flesh when I finally get up to Arcade Club. Looking good for the meet in October. Oh, yeah, Arcade Meet in October at Arcade Club. Hopefully, I'll be going to that. Forum meet, yeah. Hmm, so because it's because the same as Sean, I never saw one back in the day, and I never even heard of it from the arcade until I saw Wreck-It Ralph. Ooh. But I love it, and it has turned into a grail cab for me, as it is stunning and a great little game. Do you know what? I had the original of that on the Atari 800. Mm. came in a little tiny video case, one of the plastic cases, the tape. It's brilliant. Love that game. Tapper, yeah. Steve, press play on tape. Okay, gents, I've just built my own little bar top, and I'm currently installing some main ROMs on it. Any must-have recommendations for the games to install? I'm a fan of the 80s more than the 90s. And you've put in purple letters, discuss this. Well. We did. You gave them a great big long list, didn't you? And I put a few on the end of it. Yeah, I found, I must have done this years ago, a list of about 120, 130 games that I was going to do something similar with. And I never did it, but I kept the game list, so I just posted this Oh, I see. I think I added... I think I added, well, I, I subtracted Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and put mm. Turtles back on there. And <laughs> a few other games, actually. Obviously, the ones we've covered. Well, the good ones, anyway. Mm, so I did quite a lot of research on it, but not recently. It was quite a while ago. Also, another good little list to have a look for there, Mr. Press Play on Tape. Go mm. on to our game list on the website, and that's a, a list of the games we've th- thought about and people have wrote in for us mm. to review. There's some good games on there as well, some obscure ones. So that might be worth mm. having a look at as well. Yeah. Ian Ski, another superb spot of podding, chaps. A very enjoyable episode once again. Obviously, I like this game enough, although it does get tough quick. This is Pac-Mania. Very colourful graphics and great music. It's a shame the cab is mono, at least mine is, as the board output stereo too. I'll have to try out Sean's red power-up trick. Not sure about the dim graphics and bright score, although there is a dip setting between bright and normal display. I'll check that out and see what it does. See more trivia of the game. The board has a connector for a 3D grass driver. Presumably there was some kind of Continental Circus style 3D glasses planned, but I haven't seen any other info on it. The descriptions of a couple of the ghosts on the bezel is wrong. The bezel says Clyde is super fast when he's mad, and Blinky is the slow, absent-minded one. But that's the other way around in the game. Thanks again. Looking forward to another great game next time. You know when Ian Ski is saying the cab is in mono? Yeah. When I ripped, because I did the editing of the Pac-Mania podcast, when I ripped a couple of the sounds out for, you know, to put in our podcast, mm-hmm. they were in stereo. The sounds were definitely stereo. I cannot remember what my cab had, but his may have had a, a speaker removed, maybe. Mm. Maybe it had another game in there at one point and eventually got its way back to have another Pac-Mania pack put, put in there. I don't know. Mm. But I thought mine was stereo. I'm sure it was. It sounds great in stereo as well. Get another yeah. speaker in there, chum. Mm. Chris Cruz, new site looks great, guys. A lot of praise for our new site. Thank you, Mrs. Tenpence. Thank you very much for the praise. She loves it. Told her. Neil1637, this was the last minute one, came in. Thanks, guys. Almost forgot to leave this, so we'll keep it brief. 
Like the new look website, thumbs up for Mrs. Marlon. It was good to hear your chosen new topic. Who would have thought my little post on UK back would be good enough to grace your titular transmission? Can I please suggest a listener's choice game, if not already done, which is Hunchback? Yes, you may. Mm. Put it on the list. Mm. I love playing this at Arcade Club during the last visit. Circus Charlie, what a game. Really love this and will keep playing, I think, until I complete all the levels in one go. Until next time, measure twice, cut once. Nice. That's about it Any for the feedback. It is. And we'll go on from there, straight on with some shout-outs. First one for me, Gary James Harris for the Vic 20 car of Dig Dug. I don't know if he knew this or not. Maybe I've mentioned on the podcast before he knew about it. The Vic 20 was my first computer, my first love of gaming, really. I had a console before that, not a very good one. And Dig Dug is one of my favourite games. So massive thumbs mm. up and thank you and a big shouty shout. Ping! That was a bit of a rubbish ping. There you go. Mm. Gary James Harris, thank you. I'll give a shout out to Darren Hatton uh, for the lend of the awesome H- H- HDT. <laughs> hey. Did you turn to Arkwright then from. <laughs> <laughs> Open all hours. Granville, how do you spell Pepper Pepper Pepper? Is it six P's or seven? <laughs> yeah, the awesome hard disk drive of everything ever. Thank you, sir. And I will return it to you next week when we meet at Nergy Nerg. <laughs> right, Kervip, as I call them. Kerry and Vip, or Kerry and Ben, mm. as they're so known, for spending last Sunday money visiting us. Absolutely brilliant. Gave me that fixed GameCube as well. That was the Prezi they brought down for mm. me. Lovely. Lovely, lad. I'm going to give a shout-out to the Movie Muse podcast, which is a couple of the replay guys and Matt Corn, who's Witchfinder. Oh, yeah. And he said, can I just bring your attention to this? They do this this very well done YouTube podcast. Oh, cool. Called Movie Muse. And the the subject this time was games. And and it's very interesting. And then one bit that really did interest me was what game would make a good movie that, because they they discussed the bad, get the bad movie games. There's plenty of them. Super Mario Brothers and Street Fighter and that. Oh, Lord, yeah. But somebody said, I think it was Matt said, how about making Golden Axe a movie? Definitely. Like a kind of a... Yeah, you could have a, like a an action starring The Rock or somebody. I was going to say, if they did that, he would probably be in it and probably ruin it. Yeah. He's that, good. Do you not like The Rock? That's the kind of film they should have brought out in the 80s and Arnie mm. would have been in it. Yeah. Get me the axe! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good, guys. Check that out, Movie Abuse Podcast. Do you know what? There's only one little tiny problem with YouTube podcasts for me. Because I mm. listen to a lot of podcasts from my telephone, which is an Apple-y one, at work. And if you put YouTube on and put your headphones in and press play, and then you, you blank the screen, you know, just the, the screen lock, YouTube shuts down, it stops. So I've got to put it in my pocket very carefully with YouTube still playing on the screen. And if you yeah. hit it on your leg or something, it will stop playing. It really annoys me. So... If anyone knows how to get around that, and I'm a bit of a dumbass for not doing it, please tell me. I've heard someone else say that with an Apple phone. Yeah. yeah. This this podcast actually has clips as well, movie clips. I think that's why it's on YouTube. Every so often the screen will like burst into action and there's a clip. Yeah, well, I can just stop working and have a look at it. And when the boss comes on, I'm watching a flipping podcast, for goodness sake. Get out of my face, yeah. man. 
<laughs> must say a big shout out to the Four Quarters Bar, to Simon, obviously, who unfortunately couldn't be there that night, but also to the bar manager, I don't know her name, she's very lovely, showed us around downstairs. Really nice of her to do it. Thank you very much. Very nice. Oh, one more for me. I got this just the other day. Swiss Tony on the UK VAC forums, who kindly offered to do me a 128 gig image of emulators and all the ROMs and stuff for the Raspberry Pi. I, very nice. It's very nice of him to thank you for that. So that's a massive amount of stuff. He he gave me a good place to go and get a 128 gig image. And I will do eventually, I'm not going to do it just yet because I don't need the images yet, but hopefully I'll call back on him to do that for me. Maybe you might want to do that as well, mate. Because I know you've got mm-hmm. quite a big image of it already. But thank you for the offer, Tony. Thank you. Right then. Shall I talk for a bit longer? Let's do some technical tipperies. This is Bartok Building Part 3. This oh, might, I like this one. This I might like be it. the final part. I might have to do one more on soft. I don't know. Right. At the moment, if you are following this in your minds, hopefully not in real life, because it's not that brilliant uh, a description of it, you should have a dry fit arcade machine by now. First thing to do, stop playing it. Stop it. Put it. Put the joystick down. Stop. Put, turn it off. Stop playing it. Because <laughs> you'll never get it finished. Put it that way. I've had this before. You have a few ways of finishing off your creation. You can paint it or cover it in some kind of vinyl or just put jam on it. Jam, but yeah. But that gets very sticky. Don't do that. Don't. Mm. A lot of people use spray cans to paint their machines using some kind of wood primer first and sanding with light, wet, and dry abrasive paper in between multiple coats. I've never been any good at getting an even finish with spray cans. Some people are really good at it. I'm not. So I always opt for the easier, although not as good-looking option, of using gloss paint and a roller. A gloss roller. That is the foam ones, not the fluffy ones. Foam ones. Right. A small one as well. Mm. I'm pretty good with a roller, mind. I find two to three coats with a roller. No undercoat. I don't bother with undercoat. Everyone's probably mm. screaming at me, oh, you should bother with undercoat. But I usually use it on MDF, and it's been fine. It doesn't flake off on MDF. It's absolutely fine. Two to three coats of roller using a decent amount of paint and very very light action at the end of each coat to knock the air bubbles out. You do it really lightly. just a feather touch when you're rolling over it just to knock the bubbles yeah. out. Right. And it works very nicely. You'll never get a perfectly smooth finish like a spray can. But if you, if you can do it really well and careful and precise with a roller, you'll get a, a, a nice, smooth but slightly bumpy, glossy finish. And I quite yeah. like it. I quite like it like that. I do like cams like that. So that's my preference anyway. If you want it silky smooth, you're going to use a lot of very light rubbing and spray cans and, and lacquers and all that sort of stuff. So it's up to you. Another option is covering the whole machine with a hard-wearing vinyl, like DC Fix. I'm sure other brands are available. Just do not use Fablon. Fablon is way too flimsy. It's just for covering books and, and drawer liners. It's too thin for an arcade machine. Mm. If you just run your finger along it, you'll, you'll rip it. So don't use Fablon. Your mini bar top is covered in a coloured a coloured carbon fibre effect vinyl, isn't it? And that looks yes. the business. It's really nice. It looks like carbon fibre material that there racing it is, cars have. There it is, just over there behind, in the corner. I can just see behind it. Just me to the left, looking gorgeous. So your control panel, whether it's wood or metal, will need covering too. If it's metal, you'll get very cold hands on it, so you need to cover it in something. And if it's wood, it's a bit uncomfortable. This needs a protective covering laminated to the vinyl so your arcade fingies won't wear it away. You can get any kind of image put on there, but check out where your buttonholes and stick holes are going to pierce the image. 
You don't want a button going through half a Circus Charlie's stupid head, do you? No. Although, if you could get a red button position right over his nose, that'd be sweet. Mm. Use a new (laughs) blade in your scalpel or X-Acto knife when removing vinyl from holes and edges. You can also use one of my previous tech tips to get the vinyl on without any air bubbles ruining your day. A fine spray bottle with clean water in it and a squeegee will be your best friend. Mm. If you haven't got it for the dry fit already, you may be using a plexi, stroke perspex, stroke polycarbonate, or even a glass sheet to go in front of your screen. Bear in mind that perspex scratches very easily. Which is uh, Lexan in the US? Is it Lexan Plexias? I can't remember. I think it is. Think Lexan, it is. I think, is polycarbonate, and Perspex is Plexi. I think. Whatever. Oh, anyway. I know Lexan is a car. Oh yeah, it's a point. It's amazing the number of Lexi you see around. Isn't it? No. <laughs> anyway, you may want to use polycarbonate, which is the tougher stuff. We use that at work for the machines to stop things flying through the doors. Glass is even better for toughness, but obviously if you hit glass, it will break and it might be dangerous, so be careful with it. You may also want a tinted or smoked see-through material for this. This is very handy for hiding the ugly monitor bezels, and also can make it harder to spot an LCD monitor. It just gives a more pro look, because the arcade machines of a long time ago, in the back in the day, used to have smoked screens. So when the image is on and bright... You can see it perfectly, but you can't see the background of the, the, the monitor, so it hides mm. it really well. A good example of that is a Donkey Kong cabinet. The screen looks mm. like it's floating in the middle because everything's black around it. You can't see anything holding it up. Make sure you also use some kind of anti-static screen spray, screen spray and a cloth, a microfiber cloth, to give it a good clean before you install it because dust behind the glass is most annoying, especially when you're playing it. You can see it in your image. Mm. The marquee area above the glass, or below it if you're making a cabaret cab, can be made with two pieces of clear material with a marquee art sandwich between. Fairly common sense, that one. Mm. I have a bandsaw at work that I can make my own pieces with, but there are many companies that will cut your pieces to size, such as Trent Plastics. You're sure to have a local glass merchant if you opt to use glass too. Just make sure you get them to bevel the edges, to remove the sharp edges, because they are razor sharp and you will hurt yourself. So make sure they deburr the edges. It won't cost, I think it's pennies to get it done. It, mm. It's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Unless you like bleedy fingers. Bleeding, as is my heart. Yeah. I like to have a lock on the back door, just like a regular arcade machine. It's also, as well as looks and authenticity, also for safety. Inside my machine, there's usually some form of exposed mains wires because I don't use I don't use those big blocks of plugs because I think they're ugly and they take up a lot of space. So everything's sort of wired in there, you know, it's sort of exposed. So you don't know what kind of tiny or stupid fingers may want to get in there. Mm. I also like to install some rubber feet on the underside of the machine too because some people can get quite physical when gaming when they're in the zone mm. and you can slide about all over the place, especially if it's got a smooth bottom to it. So I put some little rubber feet on there. You get them from every every local hardware kind of shop. Right, software and computer hardware, this is entirely preferential. There's so many different solutions to get arcade games on a screen. I've always used Windows XP, recently been superseded for me with Windows 7, and a stable version of MAME, and a ROM set I've tested thoroughly. Do not keep updating MAME unless you want to be arsing around with broken ROM sets for the rest of your life. Honestly. 
Also, I find it a lot easier just putting on your favourite games rather than the full set, because there are thousands upon thousands of games on MAME now. And they include mechanical games, fruit machine, quiz machines, stuff that you, you can't, that isn't relevant to arcade machines. You won't be able to play them on there with the right controls, all that sort of stuff. Mm. I also use Marla front end. It's just because it's the one I know best and it suits my needs. It isn't the easiest of things to get your head around, but I have now and I'm sticking to it. Mm. I've always used Ultimark, Ultimark iPacks to interface joysticks and buttons to the PC. But there are a few other solutions available. My PC joystick, which I've attached in the other room, has a thing called a zero delay. It's a mm. very cheap, about six pounds. It emulates a joystick into your PC. So when you move your joystick and buttons, the actual PC or Mac you're using thinks it's a joystick, and it no. just works, and you can use it in MAME. It works. Rather than using a keyboard, use the joystick control. Mm. It's absolutely fine. Really good. Right. Cheap, 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 cheap. A lot cheaper than the Ultimark stuff. Raspberry Pi setups are getting really popular now and are a perfect piece of hardware for the job, especially when making a really small machine or you want to run the whole thing on a very small power supply because they run off 5 volts, just 5 mm. volts on their own. Bear in mind, Pis aren't quite as powerful as most PCs. The new one's quite powerful and it'll probably run a, a vast, vast majority of main games. You won't even notice a difference, honestly. So just bear in mm. mind if you're playing like the you know the brand new games, you probably need a high end PC for that sort of thing. Someone was telling, I think it was Mark Happy Dude, he was telling me Yeah, he was. He was playing Dodon Patchy Dayuju on Raspberry Pi two yeah. and he says he's put Raspberry Pi three in his cab now. Yeah. And the difference is very noticeable. It's up it's up to almost well, I think he said it's up to full speed now. Oh, cool. On the Raspberry Pi three. Ah. And that's they're, they're cheap as chips, aren't they? So brilliant. Mm. Oh, one last thing. I always tie all exposed metal parts together with ground wires to ground. Just as an added safety thing. That's all, just for my own benefit, really. Mm. Any questions, Mr. Holly? Anything I've left out, do you think? I must have left some stuff out. Well, like you said, you could go a bit more into the software side of it, but that's people's own yeah. preference. Yeah, it is. There's mm. loads of guides on the internet. I don't want to tell anyone how to do it. And I picked up Marla after reading stuff on forums and it's just the one I've got in my head now. I know how to do the game lists. I know how to do the artwork in the background and you can, you can move it around. You can have videos on there. You can have sound effects, pictures, information. This it's almost endless. You could, mm. you could quite happily just tinker with it for the rest of your life. So I, I got that one. I got it running. I've got the games on. It I really like playing. I can add to them every now and again, if I want quite easily, I know how to do it. I can sort between between horizontal games, vertical games. I can even put like Neo Geo games as a separate list. I can put, I've got SNES on mine, NES, uh, Mega Drive. I can put PC and I can put loads of stuff on. You can even you can even make it work with PC games. You can jump into a PC game and then out of it again with button presses. Yeah. So it's, it's almost limitly limitless. It really is. But see your own preference, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's something to be said, like you said as well, for, say, start with a small bunch of games that you know. Yeah, get them all working. And and just add to them. Absolutely. Get everything working. You know it's working properly. Because the worst thing to do is you have your friends come round or take your your cabinet to a meeting or whatever, and they go, oh, great, there's Golden Axe on there. And they go to play it, press the button, main error. You know, you haven't got the right ROMs or it just freezes or something. Oh, for goodness sake. And it just looks like a failure. 
So make sure everything mm. on there actually works. Go through it, and when you're going through it, you can play some games. You'll have some fun when you're, when you're, when you're play-testing it, we call it. Mm. So, yeah, that's it. So You can get blinded by choice, can't you, if you have too many ROMs? Absolutely. And, and a lot of the ROMs have got... They've got the clones, so you've got like 1941 version A, 1941 or 1942 version B, Japanese ROM, American ROM, World ROM. It's just, it just goes mm. mad. You only want one on there, all the same game. But if the listeners want to ask any questions or they think I've left anything out, please get in touch. Mm, it's very good, that Vic. And while you're getting in touch, let's have a musical interlude. How about this one? Bit of mappy, funky mappy? Mm, it's a good one, this. With the micro police in the area. Is that what the kids say? <laughs> don't you laugh at me, Holly? Probably not. They don't say that. No. I'm, I'm being, I'm being a Funkatron. <laughs> Maybe not.
enjoy that? It's very good. That pixelizer guy again, wasn't it? Yeah, really good, isn't he? Mm. We'll have to tap it him is, a bit more, I think. It's all right. Cool. It's all right. Okay, the featured game review. Oh, yeah. Over the last two weeks, we've been playing Circus Charlie from Konami from 1984, licensed to Century. How do you say that? Century, Century. The Americans say Century. Century. Because we had, in the UK, a manufacturer called Century, spelled with a Y. Mm. This is an I on the end, so Century? Let's call it Century. Century. Yeah. 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 So it's licensed to Century for US distribution. Of course. Two-way stick and jump. That's all you need in this game, and it sounds like this. So happy. The gameplay, right? The six circus-themed mini-games, all based on platform-style running and jumping. They are rated in difficulty from easy to hardest. And we are playing the level select versions. You can play any of them six in any order, which I think makes the game a lot better. Makes it a lot more fun. Mm. Okay, so the first of these six levels, this one's labelled easy, ride a lion and jump jump through fiery hoops and over blazing pots. Jumpy lions. Second one, jump over monkeys while walking a tightrope. PPPs or purple pillock primates. (laughs) These are your little names for the levels, are they? Yeah, that's what I call them. Number three, bounce on trampolines, avoid fire breathers and sword jugglers. Say it properly. Sword jugglers. Sword jugglers. Bouncy daggers. Oh, bouncy. Number four. Jump on giant rolling beach balls, as you do. Massive balls. (laughs) Easiest level for me, this. Easiest. Even though it's reckon it's hard. I like that, yeah. Number five, my favourite level. Ride a horse while avoiding obstacles. Horsey shenanigans. You don't avoid the obstacles on them. You jump on the obstacles. You bounce off the obstacles. Yeah, I couldn't do that level. That's one of the levels I couldn't do. I love that level. we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, okay. Number six, the trapeze. Ropey noteness. Oh, yeah, no. Did not like. No, no. What about the laser-eyed murder dolphins? Are we going to get on that later? (laughs) That's what I call that level. That's a great name for a game or a film. Yeah. Yeah, if you do the bouncy trampoline level twice... At the end of the second run through, you are put in the bout the laser eyed murder dolphin level, and you can't get out of it. You've got to do it. I know that was really unfair because I did it because I I thought I read somewhere that you had to do ten events before you got onto there. But then you said no, you just do the two bouncy ones twice. You do it twice, and then you get on there. But I thought we'd let you choose it. But no, you were dumped straight into it. I was like, no, I can't do this. And I got to the very last trampoline on the one I did and then died. I just missed the last bit to finish the level. I could have got out of it and got for more points. How flipping annoying that was. Yeah, it's the same It's the same trampoline level, but it's over water. You bounce on the trampoline. There's no fire breathers, but there's dolphins that swoop. And... Yeah, in and out, up and down. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I finally worked how to do it. You had to wait for certain dolphins and go straight away with another one. And when two of them come together, you go backwards and then mm. forwards again. 
but I worked out too late, and you got to you got to think really quickly on it. The other mm-hmm. games are quite methodical, and you can work out a, a rhythm. But this one, you have to think really quickly, and that's why I didn't do the level. No, I didn't like it. Hmm, bit frustrating mm-hmm. that one. Each event can only be completed a certain amount of times. I think it's five times, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Yeah, and they get progressively harder before the level becomes locked and you can't do it anymore. So you've got to choose one of the other five. Then I was wondering what happens when you do all six. There's six levels in total. Mm-hmm. What happens when you do all six levels five times? Is there a circus oh. kill screen where Charlie gets eaten by a lion? I put cheats on and tried to find out, but the cheats don't work on the trapeze level. Really? Yeah, they just don't work, so I couldn't oh. do it because I can't do the trapeze level. But Wikipedia says if you do it all, yeah. you just get locked into the trapeze level until you die. You just do that endlessly, but I can't say if that's right or wrong. Did some of our champion players get that far? Do we know? Very nearly, but I don't think so. Oh, I'd like to know that. Keep at it, guys. After you finish every level, depending on the speed you do it, you get a time bonus, and they range from 200 points right up to 10,000 points. I don't believe that. Have you managed a 10,000-point time bonus? Yes, I have. Oh, you get! How did you manage that? You can do it on the first lion level. You, you, you Not can't the way stop. I do it. you just got to run. You can't stop. You can stop for maybe a second, but you can do it. And I've done it a few times. Well... On the bonus we've got in front of us here, when you get the bonus levels, it goes, fine, your bonus is, and the, the amount of time you've got left, right, and it goes, the top two are 4,000 to 4,499, you get 5,000 points, and then 4,500 to 6,000 on the time, you get 10K, the big bonus. Yeah. On the trampoline level, you jump in over the fire breathers and the sword jugglers, mm-hmm. I've managed to get, every single time when I do the level, 4,470, 29 timer points short of getting the big bonus. And I just mm. you cannot do it, I don't think, on that level. No. The Lions, if you rush the Lions at the very start, you can do it. But then after that, the way that the, the, fire, the fiery rings come and the, the flaming pots, you have to slow down, go back, and go back on yourself. Otherwise, you can't make the timing. So I don't think you can do it very many times. If you can do it, you obviously have done it. Mm, I've done it on the, um, I think I've done it on the tightrope level as well. Sure, I have. Really? With the, mon- with the monkeys, yeah. You just don't stop. You can actually, when the the, the purple, purple monkeys they jump over the other monkeys, you've got quite a bit of leeway. You can you can jump the purple monkeys as they come into land, and you can still clear the other guy. Yeah, I will need to watch you playing this because you you worked out some things I haven't quite worked out to do yet, which we'll get onto. There's so mm. much to talk about in this in this game. This it seems like a little stupid six mini game game with an idiot clown. And mm. when I first started playing this game, I, I thought I liked it. Played it a few times competitively and thought I hate this game. I couldn't get the time in. The idiot clown kept falling. I kept blaming Charlie. Poor old Charlie had so many swears thrown at him. That <laughs> yeah. poor clowny fella. And I feel a little bit sorry for him now. And I've, I've made my peace with Charlie. And we're friends again. Because mm. I ended up liking this game more than I thought I would. Mm. Mm. Oh, did you run out? Did you did you run out of time before we do the play tips? Did you run out of time at all? Yes, I did as well. And you get about another two seconds. So I thought, oh great, you can continue point scabbing. You get about two seconds, and the, the level just folds up, and you die. Mm, I don't. You got to start again. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
So the play tips and secrets. There's, there's the good thing about this. There's lots of secrets. Oh yes. Oh, so these are ones. These are ones that are listed on Tinternet and some that we've also found as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How cool is that? On the fire rings level, the first level, if you jump, you jump through a ring and then you jump backwards through a ring, which requires very precise timing. But yeah. you can do it. You can do it. I'm so used to doing it now. I can do it with my eyes closed almost. Oh, I can't. But I, I do it about one. Uh, I say about seventy percent of the time I do it. Yeah. And you get an extra light. You jump back through the ring after you've jumped reversed through it, and you get an extra man. You catch the extra man. You get an extra player. Yeah. Tell you another thing about that as well. When the Charlie yeah. doll comes, it's on a hook, and it looks like it's on a meat hook. Poor old Charlie. It <laughs> looks like it looks like a dead Charlie, but I think it's supposed to be a Charlie mm. doll. You win mm. a Charlie doll at the circus. How cute is that? This game has a friendly hate beak, doesn't it? That drops. It does bags yeah. Of money. A nice beak. Hey, nice beak. Uh, love love beak. Hate and love. Mm. Yeah, love That's, beak. That sounds wrong. That sounds it like a euphemism. Sound Carry on quickly, quickly, quickly. Sounds good. No, no. Another one. Jump over a pot from your back first. I mean, reverse sort of jump over it, and a coin may appear from the pot. I've done this. Catch it to obtain bonus points. Yep, However, it happens only once per level. Yeah, I'll agree with that. From which pot the may the coin may appear is determined randomly. Yes, I found it was normally on the fourteen fifty meters point, mm. but sometimes it can come before that. So yeah, it's a bit weird that one. And you've got to get mm. real good timings because usually when you go to grab the coin, it only jumps up once. You've got a, a ring in the way, so you give it a little second, then do the ring and the coin at the same time. It's quite difficult to get sometimes. And another secret on this level, in the fire rings, if, if you jump and collect, there's money bags in smaller rings. Yes. If, if you collect all of them, you get love beak. Love beak drops some bags. Yeah. Love me, oh, yeah. drop them bags on me, baby. Drop them bags. You get a nice um, golden shower of coins. Oh God, we need to move on, don't we? Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, can I do this one? Yes. We know a secret. We found a secret. I yeah. found it. Told you, and you already knew about it. But I did not read this honestly on the internet. I couldn't find anywhere. When you jump over the pot, the flaming pots. If you go backwards quickly and just touch the edge of the pot with your lion, and then. You get five hundred point bonus, yeah, and you can jump back over it and then back over it again and touch it, go backwards and touch it, and you get five hundred points. You can keep doing this. So at the end of the level, you can actually point scab or even through the level. If you get to the end of the level and say you've been killed off once and you've only got a little bit of points left over, you can get more points through bonuses than just finishing and getting your rubbish bonus at the end. If you've not got many time points left, so you can keep mm. getting five hundred points every time you do it. But if you keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. The rings carry on again. They come back and they try and catch wow. you out. Have you seen that? No, I, I just did it. I just did it a couple of times because you've got to land. You've got to jump the pot and land very near the pot. You can't land far away from the pot and then reverse up to it. You can you a little get... bit. You can a can little you? bit. You, yeah, mm. not too far, but you can do it safely. And when I've got a low bonus at the end, I tend to do it because you can point scab. And you, it's a bit like in Donkey Kong. On the rivet level, if you stand near Donkey Kong's toe at the top, on the left or the right-hand side, and you jump, and then you press left or right when you're in mid-air, you get extra points from it, and you can get more points doing that than the actual bonus counting down if you went to get the bonus. So you can do that on this game, and you usually get quite a few more thousand points. It's only like two to three thousand points more than you would get 
if you just went and finished the level and got the bonus. So it is mm. handy if you want a point scab. Right, moving on to the tightrope level now. If you jump over the brown and purple monkeys in one jump, you get a thousand point bonus. You do? One brown and two purple monkeys for 2,000. I didn't do that. I didn't manage that. Really? Oh, actually, yeah, I did. I did. You must do. What you do is when the brown monkeys come in, the two are coming together behind him, you stop for a yeah. second and then go towards the brown monkey and jump, and you jump all three of them at one go. You jump the brown one, the jumping purple monkey, and the, the standing purple one, and you get 2,000 points for it. The brown monkey then holds up a little ba- a little placard, doesn't he? And it says 1,000 on it, so it must have said 2,000 on it. Yeah, and I didn't it does. Notice. It's yeah. super oh. cute. Everything about this game is super cute. Mm. On the tightrope, I haven't done this one. If you Neither prefer, have I. If you perform perpendicular jumps over all monkeys and complete the level, Lovebeak will bring Charlie a doll and you get an extra player. So you've just got to jump straight up instead of running jumping over them all. That sounds difficult. I don't think I did. I didn't. I, I wonder what I knew what perpendicular meant, but I wasn't sure how you could actually do. It. I didn't think you could perpendicular jump the monkeys because they, they walk too slowly under you. You can do. I, I yeah. I I do jump straight up over a couple of them on later levels because they bunch up a bit sometimes. Well, this next one I'm interesting because I never managed to do this. I want to know how to do it because my scores would improve vastly if I know how to do this. Jump over a purple monkey, reverse jump over a purple monkey, and you get 5,000 points. And they're going too quickly. You land on them, surely, if you try and reverse jump them. Charlie Farr says it is possible, but he thinks you've got to be frame perfect, which means you've, you know, you've got to be perfect to do it. Do you also know Ben Vip sent me a picture of him doing it? So he's done it as well. And he said you can do it on every single purple monkey. So you can oh, get I've a never done big it. heap of points. I couldn't do it either. I could not work out how to do it. Because it seems they're going too fast for you to do that. I've never done it, yeah. Ooh, we might have to get someone to do us a video of that. Charlie Fart or Vip, if you're listening, do us a vid, please. Thank you very much. Mm. Next one, this is quite e- this is quite easy. This On, on the tightrope at the end, there's two platforms, isn't there, if you land? Yeah. If you, just, if you don't land on the top platform and run to the right, there's a hawk, which I thought was a light bulb. A you hook. touch it. A hook. A you hook. touch it. And you get showered with bags. Well, no, three, three big sacks of cash. Oh, that's ten it. pences they are. And when you that's... jump onto the level, you get 5,000 extra points bonus. But be mm. very careful. A monkey doesn't rush out from the side because they keep coming. And the purple mm. one goes quite quickly. And if you jump, if a monkey comes and you jump, you will miss the monkey, but you'll miss the, the little grabby thing and you won't get the 5,000 point bonus. So you will survive, though. And also, if you stand there too long, I, I, I sort of stood there waiting for that monkey to come. Yeah. He starts losing his balance. Have you seen that? Because it's a tightrope. He starts, like, wobbling. <laughs> so you've oh, got to keep You've got to keep moving. How cute is that? Attention to detail. I'm loving is this it? game even more. Oh, my Lord. I didn't think I'd ever get that. this cute, it? Any. <laughs> it is. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. On the trampoline. This is tough, this. Get all the dollar bags and reach the goal. No, hawk- don't even bother with it. A hawk will bring a dollar bag down and you earn bonus points, which really is two to three thousand points. It's not worth and it, not, it? not worth doing because you do it quick and you get the bonus points from the time bonus. Yeah, on the first level, on the on the, the the lions, if you get all the the bags of cash through the small hoops, which you do because you've got to jump them, you can go underneath them, but you don't get mm. the points. And if you get all those and without getting killed, Mister Hawk comes and he, he spews loads of gold coins over you again but it's only worth about 1700 points because i sort of counted it and it's only worth about 17 800 points so it's not yeah. a massive amount to worry about to be honest with you but it's good if you do it 
The acrobatic jump. Use the spring only once after jumping off the horse and get to the goal. Hmm. A hawk would bring a Charlie doll and you get an extra player. I didn't know that one. Is this the horsey level, the acrobatic jump, or am I think of something else? Uh, yeah, I think it is, yeah. We call it horsey level, yeah. Yeah, I didn't play much of the horsey level because I wasn't very good at it. I need to practice more it. on that one. Uh, I'm that was my favourite level because I just it was really fascinating. I really liked it. Mm, I couldn't do that one very well. After after cheating through the horse level, by the way. Oh, you cheating monkey! Yeah, I was just I was just rushing through trying to see what had happened if if I completed the game. Yeah. I got an extra life. A stork gave me an extra life, and I don't know why. A stork? Is this love stork. being again? It's kind of like a thingy, yes. Yeah. But we also know a cheat for this. Do you know this cheat? No, not a cheat, sorry, not a cheat, it's not a cheat, it's a trick. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ban you if you keep cheating. <laughs> Use that word wisely, young man. On the horse level, yeah. you can you can jump if you if you bounce on the first are they I don't know, they're trampolines, they're like they're like Springboards. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Springboards, yeah. You bounce on one and you fast, so you speed up. On the second one, you pull back and you bounce slowly. So it's a fast jump and a slow land. Yeah. And you get like you can get like eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred points. Yeah, because every, every time, time you land you on do. it, you get you get a different amount of points, don't you? Mm. So that's how you get the big points. I noticed I was getting big points now and again. I didn't realize why I was doing it or how so I was doing go, it. If you go through the level at the speed the horse is running, no speed up and slow down, you get like 400, 600 points for bouncing on the things. Yeah. But if you, if you bounce, do a quick jump, and then stop and, do a, and land slowly. Oh, okay. So you've got to sort of jump them quick and stop. You're getting over 1,000 Which takes time. a bit more precision. Yeah, you can, sometimes you can bounce on the, like you jump from one springboard and land on the other. And you can sometimes bounce on it twice, giving you almost 4,000 points before you jump off and land back on the horse. Ah, I'd say that wasn't a cheat. That's more of a skill bonus because you're sort of, mm. you're working out very quickly how to use the speed to get you not hit yourself. Because when you hit yourself on one of the springboards, not on the actual bouncy bit, you will lose a life. Mm. So yeah, that's more of a skill thing, I'd say, doing that. Yeah, use a wrong word there. So what? What yeah, I ended up got you out of that one, didn't I? <laughs> what I ended up doing is starting every game. Uh, this is like later on in the week when we we're, we're all getting really good at it. And the competition we were, this was yeah. excellent, oh, by the way. Brilliant, well done. Everyone. Really good competition on Twitter. Mm. I was doing this level first, and if I completed the level, if I maxed it out. Then I would go on and do the easier levels because I had perhaps like seventy to eighty thousand points in the bank then. Wow! And and I knew then I was on for at least two hundred thousand because I could do the others. Yeah, that I did that a different way. I'd start. I'd do one ball, one trampoline level, mm. then all five lion levels, getting all the, the the spare Charlies I can. Yeah. Then I went on to the ball level because that is the, by far the easiest level I think, even though it's pronounced hard. That's mm. by far the easiest level. I would I could yeah. breeze through all five without losing one life. And then mm. I'd go and do the jumping the monkeys on the trapeze. And then I'd go and do something I wasn't sure about. By then I got a real good score and I'd just try and do some levels. But I couldn't really do them because the, the, next, the next jumpy level on the bouncy bits is easy again. Do you, did you work out a pattern how to do the jumping bit on, on the trampolines? I did. Yes, yeah. You just, bounce once and then move. Bounce yeah. once and move. Yeah. You, you just go straight away. I mean, there's no no guys in the way breathing their fire or chucking the swords around. You just go to the right all the way quickly. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And 
when you come to a guy who's spitting fire or, or something out you, you let him spit one out, then go, and then keep doing that. But when there's two guys on the screen, the first one you do the same again. You, you go after one fire, mm-hmm. and the next one do two. Let him do two, and then go for it. And that's right. how you do the level. That's the way, the foolproof way I can do it every time. Mm-hmm. But after the second level, stupid laser dolphins turn up. Mm-hmm. Evil Megadeth devil dolphins, I call them. Didn't like that bit. No, they need to be in tuna cans, them things. Idiot. You know when you just said picking up all the Charlies you can from the first level? Yeah. Do you get? Can you get the extra life more than once then? Yeah, every single time. Five times. I didn't know that. You're joking me. <laughs> I you thought you got hundreds of thousand more if you don't. Yeah, every single one. Three jumps at the start, extra Charlie every single time. You can you can get five lives on that. I didn't know get, that. Really? I only I was only doing it once. Oh, you fool! But you oh, can do everything. You can get five lives there, right? You get five mm. lives at twenty thousand. You get five lives at ninety thousand. Sorry, you get one extra life at twenty thousand when you do that. You get another one at ninety thousand. You get another one at one hundred and sixty thousand. So that's eight lives. Plus the three you've got to start. There's 11 lives you can get in this game. That's what I was doing every single time. Yeah, I didn't know. You I, I would just... Game. just We'll wait. Off you go. <laughs> I, I just assumed that you'd only get it once. No, no, no. no. Five oh, times. Every time. man. What have I done? You, you anyway, didn't try it. You didn't think to try no. it. Oh, you no. fool. <laughs> oh, silly, baldy, beardy fool. You well, did two more... anyway, though. So. Hmm. Got two more tips here on the trapeze level, which I didn't bother with because it wasn't worth the risk to get the points, in my opinion. I wish I'd tried it out because it, it's very, very reminiscent of Jungle King. Mm. When you do that first, uh, the first level, isn't it, on Jungle King, where you, you go across the ropes, it's very similar to that. So you've just got to mm, time the ropes. a lot really. harder. No, it's, you've got to, you can swing, you can use your joystick to accentuate your swing. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just a jump button you used. No, you've I got hardly, to do all that. I hardly even tried this one because it was too hard for me. I did finish it using Endless Lives just to see at the end, like, Charlie gets the girl, basically, at the end on a platform. Does he? Mm. Oh, at the end of that level? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. She's like a showgirl. She's like wearing pink. Oh, of course she is. Mm. It's the 80s. Mm. These two tips we never obviously did then. Grab onto a trapeze by skipping one and get bonus points. Skipping a trapeze? Yeah, because I think if you fall off it and there's a trampoline underneath you, you can jump on the trampoline and then you get onto the next rope. Mm. If you do that, I think you get 5,000 bonus points. You get loads of points for that. I read that one. Ooh. Bounce off... Bounce off a trampoline and grab onto a trapeze to get bonus points. I go. did. That. That's what mm. you said. Yeah, that, there's that one. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. So there's, there's so many secrets and little bits of this, and even some we found ourselves. Mm. I do like it when a game seems simple and you get into it, you don't like it, and someone plays with you and you start liking it, and then you find all these cool things about it. And you start. This, and is, this is a game you get better at. I got really good at it. The levels I was doing. I got really good at the four levels I was doing and then the two other ones I wasn't very good at, I think I'll have to practice more. Mm. And when, I, when I've got them down pat, I think I'll be getting 300,000 plus, easy. Because you get mm. some quite big scores, I think, as well. Oh, we'll see that in a minute, yeah. Mm. Gra- graphics and sound, I've put jolly, jolly, jolly. 
I love the graphics and sound of this era Konami. I do. I love what there's like road fire and track and field. They've all got similar kind of sounds. They are so colourful, aren't they? And this game is no exception. It's one of the most colourful games I've ever seen. Absolutely brilliant. As I said, I keep saying I hated this game. I was going mad at it. Why have our listeners done this to me? Mm. When I got into playing it, and a bit of friendly competition as well, I really got into it. And then started using it, finding the secrets, and getting my game on, and I was getting the patterns down pat. I really, really enjoyed it. I really Mm. enjoyed it. But I did message you a little while. I had a problem with both of my machines I was playing on. When I was indoors, I was playing on my Mac using Parallels, playing Windows Main. And yeah. on that, I was playing away, no problem at all. And all of a sudden, the screen would just go black with green corruption all over it. You can hear the sounds in the background, but you couldn't see anything. And obviously, you were going to mm. get killed if you couldn't see anything. And I couldn't get out of it. It just def- it went really corrupt. I got a feeling it might be the screensaver kicking in because I'm mm. using an emulator on an emulator because it's main yeah. emulator running on uh, on Windows 10, which is being emulated by my Mac Parallels. So it might mm. have something to do with that. But if I move the joy the the mouse every now and again just randomly every minute or so, it didn't happen. So maybe that was me. And also on my Naomi arcade machine in the garage, which is running Mame Groovy Mame, every now and again. I've got a servo stick on that as well. Every now and again, if I was getting a bit vigorous with the joystick, it would just keep going to the left all the time. Went mad and would just go to the left. It wouldn't stop. It like got stuck, mm. and I'd let go of the joystick. It was still going left all the time. I'm not sure if it was a hardware problem or a software problem. And when I had my final game today, when I got my best score, it didn't do that. So I'm not sure what was going on there. Maybe it was, maybe it was touching something inside, maybe. Remember Paul Nermanen had a problem where his servo stick was touching something metal inside. Yeah. I did move a few wires out of the way, and it didn't do it after that when I put the control panel down. Mm. Maybe it was something to do with some sort of contact getting touched. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Being stuck yeah, on left be. all the time. Hmm. Mm. So if you want to see similar graphics and sounds, check out our Hardware Heroes from Podcast 61, where we cover Konami 6809 games, which yeah. one of this is one of them, yeah. Some great really, games on that thing. Scramble yeah, really them, is. Uh, I've got a feeling some of our so, some of our boffin friends are working on a multi scramble hardware. That sort mm-hmm. of era. I, I want someone to do, and I think they are doing a multi a, an original PCB been hacked to play all these different games, all the sixty eight and nine and the scramble because they're all sort of similar era, sort of eighty one to eighty four. Amazing mm. games on there. Such fun, jolly, colourful great sounding just sheer fun and i really hope this is going to be on somewhere at nerg maybe even if it's on a console we can have a good few games yeah. together it'd be really cool to play this there i'd love it mm. love it love it love it love it love it have i told you <laughs> i love it yeah. uh, anyway can i do the scores shall we do the scores do the scores do the scores george Dawes. right some good players here have you got my top score I believe you have. Yes, I sent it to you. Brilliant. Yeah. So at the bottom of the list is Stacey King, 22,200. With Arcade Hand, that's why. Yeah, yeah, Arcade Hand. He needs Mm. to get onto those people, doesn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Get some 10Ps. Mad Steve, 60,730. Ross, 93,820. Tronad, Mr. Tronad's way down the list for a change, 95,940. 
Andrew Driver, 103,560. We've just crossed the centurion of thousands. Yeah. Terry Ryan. This is Ben's fiance, 106,480. She got into it as well. She was playing with us. She was getting well good done. on Dig Dug as well when she was playing in the arcade. She liked that one. Mark Happy Dude, 136,960. Do you think anything over 100,000 is a good score? Let's get in there. I reckon. So, mm. Lucid Sprite Mayor, 147,600. John Battlezone Key, 192,400. Mr. Matt Corn, Witchfinder, 228,620. Myself, 262,100. I'm giving me I'm giving myself a ping because I was getting 20 odd thousand and I hated the game. I just didn't get it. And then when mm. I started finding I got it, I got better and better. And this next person, Mr. Young Vip, pipped me to the post. He got 273,390. <laughs> Give him a ping as well. I was trying to beat that score, I just didn't do it. I had my last game this morning, couldn't do it. But that friendly competition, I absolutely loved it. Mm, and then it's great, yeah. Some idiot now got 312,310. That's me. Wait, I'm, I'm well. happy with that. I'm pleased with that, actually. Really, really good score. Now, we've got the top yeah. three now. Mega scores. Neil, 1637, 339,570. Awesome. He's a good player, him, aren't quiet. He is a bit, isn't he? He is, yeah. Hmm. He owes us some biscuits. Ian <laughs> Cullen, 392,310. Another awesome score. Another good player. <sighs> Guess who's on top again? A resident paying for Charlie Farr. Charlie Farr, world champion of many things. 475,620. Kicked us down, wiped the floor with us. Absolutely brilliant. Well done, Charlie Farr. And I hope he carries on playing because I want him to see if he does the game where he exhausts all the levels because it says no yeah. more when you've done the five. So hopefully he does all six five times, even the dolphins, the killer dolphins. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I'll have to talk to him about that. I'm quite interested. I want to see you play as well. I want to see how you do certain mm. things, especially the horsey level. I'm interested. Mm. So the cabinet art... He had a nice century cap. Sorry, a century cap. Century. This yeah, cap, it is nice. There is a picture on the website of it. Ollie, Muddy Music, has one. They're a light blue cap. I think they're the same shape as Track and Field. Mm. The American Track and Field version. And the Time Pilot. And Time Pilot, yeah. And all those kind of shapes. Those sort of sloped shaped ones I don't really like, but... I wouldn't say no to a circus Charlie, would you? <laughs> no. Really nice cab and really colourful, just as you imagine it would be. Really nice. Just the art on it. It's just the game personified. It's just colourful, cartoony. The clown's got cross eyes. How can mm. you not love a, a cross-eyed clown? Come on. Brilliant. Someone said on, I can't remember, I think it was Ross, I think, who said... The, the fear of clowns. What's it's called? Something like not clownophobia. It's called something else. I call it that. I call it that. Clownophobia. Yeah. It's called something else. Yeah, but I don't. I normally I really don't like clowns. It's chlorophobia. Nobody, <laughs> like, nobody likes flipping clowns. Have you seen Pennywise from It? Ugh. Yeah. Ronald McDonald. He, oh no! Keep away. Horrible nice, things. But this clown, he's so cool. Have you mm. seen the awesome cute? Japanese flyer compared to the deformed lion on the US one. What's going on with that? 
It mm. looks really bad. But the, the Japanese one is so cutesy, as a lot of their things. They just their artwork really has it right. No doubt about it. Their artwork is way better than the West. It mm. really is. So we've got some trivia. Want to tell us about the trivia? Yes, the Famicom version. The trampoline stage is omitted, but it has a B mode in which all the levels are repeated with added difficulty. Oh. This game often shows up on Famicom, Famicom clone systems and multicarts, usually with its title screen altered to remove copyright. Some versions also have the levels split up, and they're called different games on the multicart. Yeah, they have a habit of doing that. You know why yeah. I know this? When I bought my purple Famiclone, I bought on my honeymoon in Japan for six English pounds. Actually, let me go and get hold of it. It's just here, right next to me. It's here. It's got on there. It's still got the, the label on it. 780 yen. Yeah. And it's like that. Look. It's got little PlayStation controllers, really plasticky. But the actual machine works really well. It's a good Famiclone. And it was six pound. I think that, I think at the time that's about six quid, yeah. And it's got God. a version of Circus Charlie built into it. And I was mm. playing it in the in the hotel when we were bored one night. It was brilliant. So the ports and sequels and legacy. The ports. There was an MSX version in 1984. The Famicom, as you talked about, in 1986. The Commodore 64 in 1987, which I'm keen to have a look at. Mm. It was also released along with Konami Classic games on the DS. Uh, there's a Konami Classic series on arcade hits. I think I got it on the, I think I got it on the Game Boy Advance as well because the Time Pilots on there at the same time. But I never used to really play it that much. I'm gonna now. Mm. There was never a sequel, as far as I know, but there could be. Mm. Yeah. Imagine, imagine loads of other circus things you could do with the events. Yeah. Mind taming maybe and juggling that sort of stuff. There must be endless things you could put on there. How cool mm. would that be? Oh, they're, not, they're never going to do it, are they? Laser-eyed murder dolphins. There's them, yeah. Evil mm. things. Evil. Mm. Right, overall thoughts and improvements I've put. I like the variety of this game. If you don't like one level, you can practice on another. And lots of ways to score bonus points, which always keeps it interesting. Mm. Horse level, as I've said, is my favourite. And I only actually like two-thirds of the game, but it still made it a really good game. I didn't like the trapeze, and I didn't like the the bouncy trampolines. Just, but the other four of, um, events, or whatever you call them, I really enjoyed. It's sort of like clowny track and field, isn't it? Yeah. Clown and field. Track and clown. Yeah. I really liked the levels I played well at, because I, I got them down where I can nearly do all five without losing a life. Mm-hmm. And at the end where I had my 11 lives piled up, I could, just could not do the levels. That was the murder dolphins. I couldn't mm. really do the horsey level because I've not practiced it enough, and I didn't bother with trampolines, the trapeze. Sorry, but the balls were absolutely easy, so simple. I got the lions down in the end, and I really cursed myself every time I landed on a pot. Where you just got a jump mistimed, and you you miss and land on a pot, or you get hit by a fiery ring or whatever, or you reverse into something. I fell into a ring of fire, and I really cursed myself because it was me doing it wrong. I knew it was me. And it's just timing. And when you get your timings right, absolutely brilliant. And the monkey level, some of the monkeys, they, they, they mess with your head. Every now and again, mm. a brown monkey would stop and slow. And when you yeah. jump in the purple one, you'd land on him because he wasn't going to go underneath. You get to sort of work out what to do and how to jump it. Really clever level design. They must have really 
really honed this game because it's got perfect gameplay. I think mm. it's it's the 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 curve of the game, the, the sort of difficulty curve, isn't very well balanced. Because I think level four, which is the the balls, is the easiest level, and they reckon it's one of the harder levels. And then you've got the horsey level afterwards. I'd have put the balls at the start. It's easy. It's just jumping on balls. It's very simple. Did you know, actually, I don't know if we mentioned this, you, if you jump backwards over a ball, you get 500 points to land on another ball. Did if you, you know jump that? over any ball, you get 500 points. 500 points, or backwards, yeah. yeah. you get 500. Because mm. sometimes you jump over a ball and the next one's too close. And if you, when you're on a ball, if you hit another ball, you fall off. You get stunned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you see, you can't do that. So you've got to jump backwards onto the first one, and the other one flies off in the other way, and then you can jump onto the one that's... It's usually about, on the screen I was playing on, it's about four to five inches away. Anything less or more than that, you're going to land on the floor and break your clowny head. Mm-hmm. And your red <laughs> nose will go right up into your brain, probably. Oof! Oof! i tell you what I would change. I didn't think the gameplay mechanics on the trapeze level was very good. He he, he jumped off at weird angles and oh oh one thing I've just mentioned. Now you've just mentioned weird angles. Mm. Is this the trapeze you meant at the very end? Yeah. At the end, he does a somersault, doesn't he? Yes. Normally, he just jumps over normally and lands on his feet. At the very end, just before you get the you land on the platform to finish the level or pull the chain to get the five thousand. He does mm. like a little flourish at the end. He does a somersault and he lands differently. He lands further away. So you've got yeah. to you've got to accommodate that when you jump in the last monkey. Otherwise, you'll land on him. And it mm. really got when I first played. Why is he doing that? I didn't tell him to do a stupid somersault. The clowny idiot. So that's one thing that really bugged me. But I suppose the idea is when you jump on the platform, you do a you do a little flourish and land, and he looks good. Mm. And what, like, what? another thing, when you when you do the levels, the audience it makes a clapping noise, and you, they they hold little banners up saying "awesome" and "far out." I really like that as well. Yeah. So I, I, I'm thinking of more stuff now. I haven't even wrote down. When you do when you're doing jumping the on the trampolines, you know when you get the the high up, if you can bother to go and get the high up coin <laughs> yeah. bags, if you jump too high, he flies up the top of the he pokes his head up the top of the trapeze out of the top yeah. of the uh, the big top, and you lose yeah. your life. That's yes. a really good little touch, isn't it? You can you yeah. think they just make him fall, but he actually flops his head out the top of it. He pops his head out. Mm. So cute. It's unbelievable. Cute. On the tightrope one, actually, what throws you is the level stops scrolling. As you get to, you get past 10 metres, it actually stops scrolling. So you, you, the impression is you're moving forward quickly because yeah. the screen stopped. Yeah. You, your timing on that, you've got to learn. If you're going to play the game properly on the on the, the jumpy lions as well, is sometimes you've got to go backwards and you've got to stop. Mm. And it's that time. Just Because when I first started, I was just going forward, forward, forward and landing on stuff and getting annoyed. You've got to stop, slow down, time it, get your jumps, jump backwards sometimes and jump forwards again and keep doing that just to get your timing right. And it's it's a little discipline. And if you can if you can get that with the game, you'll do really well on it. Because my scores just went up mentally when I got that. And that's mm. what I like about a game. When you can learn something, you learn its mechanics, you learn its secrets. Absolutely brilliant. Gold game, I reckon, this one. Really, really pleased mm. with it. And I started off absolutely hating it. Yeah. I wanted to kick him in his stupid clown plant pants when he first played it. <laughs> it's a definite thumbs up from us, this one. Diddy! <laughs> well, that's about it. I, I'm going to... I'm even thinking about building a little Charlie cab. Mm. 
I'm hopefully yeah. going to get the PCB. I'm going to look for the PCB now. It's, I'm that. I'm that happy with the game. I want to play it more. I want the proper mm. game. Brilliant. Excellent. So, oh, everything seems down now. If we've got all hyped up for Mr. Charlie, mm. let's talk about a cab you never knew existed. And this is your one. Tell me about this one. This is one I've seen in Arcade Club a couple of months ago. A very strange-looking cocktail cab. Yeah. Never saw it back in deer. Oh, no. It's Joust Cocktail. This is an odd one, isn't it? Because Joust yeah. is a one- or a two-player game on a horizontal screen. And rather than facing each other, like on or, or t- the screen turning round, you play together at the same time. It's co-op yeah. or, or against each other. And... You're not across from each other. You're not firing at each other. You're sort of against left to right and up and down. So this game, you both sit on the same side of the cabinet. You don't sit head to head like you would on yeah, Space Invaders or Pac-Man when you play your turn and it flips the screen round. You play mm-hmm. together. So it's side by side. Yeah, it's a strange looking thing. It looks great, actually. It reminds me of a, a sort of chopped off candy cab. Because candy cab, you sit quite close together and they're mm. quite low down. Obviously, you've got the screen in front of you. But this one is, is right next to each other, and it's quite a wide cabinet. Cause it's a similar cab to the Defender or the Robotron cocktail. But obviously, yeah. their controls are either side, and the screen flips over when you want to play the second player. But I didn't know Arcade Club had one as well. Yeah, they do, yeah. And the, the, the controls are at a slightly different angle for each player. So you're, you're not sitting on the corner of the cab, but you're sitting as far away as you can. You're not, you're, to not each next, other. you're not not cheek to cheek. No, you, you could you could be if you wanted. Romantic joust, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to have a look at that because I've never seen one in the flesh. But they got one at Arcade Club. They have. I Ooh, will put a picture. We'll put a picture in show notes, shall we? We should indeed. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. I I got a feeling they're quite rare as well. There's not many. I think they are. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. This next section, Hardware Heroes. It's my pick, and due to me being busy... You have been. I have been busy doing stuff. I haven't done a lot of research on this. I was going to pick the Monroe stick, which is in Time Pilot and Gyrus. Yes. Because Arcade Club have got a dedicated Gyrus in the last few weeks with a Monroe stick in it. Oh, okay. And it is. It does play different. It's definitely better. I've had a look at one of these because uh, Sarge bought one because he's got a gyrus machine. I think he bought a lot of bits from a cab that had been broken down. So he bought all the, the guts mm. for it and the monitor and the board and blah, blah, blah. And I think he bought a new Monroe stick. They're quite expensive. And I've actually had a look at one. And they're very odd. Yeah, yeah it's, it's built for the... It, well, Yoshiki Okamoto made Time Pilot and Gyrus, so they're both, uh, I think he must have been fond of these sticks, and, mm. and they're built for the rotational controls of the game. Yeah. It's not like 720 where the stick just rotates, it does centre, Yeah, but it's, it's suited to, to the rotational action that you need for both of those games. Yeah, the 720 stick is, is a beast of a thing, it's massive when you see it. It's mm. on an angle... And you sort of spin it around like you would uh, when you're coiling up. If you think of if you're coiling up a wire on a coil, you know, that sort mm. of thing, or, or a hose sort of thing, it's like that kind of motion. It goes round and round, and it's not in the centre. So you're not going around a pivot point. 
But a Monroe stick actually sits on a pivot, and it, it, the, the, the the shaft of the stick is very thick. It must be about half an inch thick, five eighths thick, and yeah. a normal joystick is about ten mil, three eighths. And it it sort of sits on a pivot and it spins around. And as you spin it around, it hits the leaves inside. So you're not. Yeah, it going, is a leaf switch. Yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not going like a diagonal. You're actually rotating it around. It's sort of on a pivot and you're you're spinning it around. And that's the movement you're making on the games. And it would work perfect for that. You can play those games with a normal joystick, and they play quite nicely because you know for Monroe mm. sticks, it's bright. They're quite expensive to buy, and I think they're quite hard to find nowadays as well. Maybe yep. that's the thing I should make at work. Hmm. Well, I've just I had a quick Google of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called Monroe Sticks because they're made by Monroe Electronics Company. I didn't know this. Is that Dave Monroe? Dave Monroe. Probably. 355 Denton Avenue, New Hyde Park, New York. Are they still there? Don't tell me they're still there. No, this is a very old instruction pamphlet, I think. Okay. Yeah, so that's my Hardware Heroes because it definitely improves Gyrus. Oh, really? And you I, think it I improves have, it? Yeah. I suppose, yeah, because you're always moving, aren't you? You're constantly shifting it around rather than getting mm-hmm. into the cardinal points, you know, northeast, southwest, northwest. Yeah, I imagine it would on that game. Not so much on Time Pilot, because you're sort of shoving... Because we played it before and got big scores with normal joysticks, but on Gyrus, can I use that as an excuse because I'm not very good at Gyrus? Could not really. No. Oh. Mm. Do you know who's good at Gyrus? Mm, I can probably guess. Mr. Tronads. Oh, I was going to say, is he good on the piano as well? That Mr. Charlie <laughs> Carr. Oh, Mr. Tronads, is he? Yeah, it's one he, he he said he could play it forever when he was a kid. Ooh. And even on the one at Arclade, Arclade, Arclade Club, it's like Arcade Club, but it's for people that can't speak. Okay. He got 780,000 just, just messing around, just having a laugh. Oh Lord! He must. Be, <laughs> I can't get anywhere near that. I, I can't get hundred no. k on it. I need more practice. Yeah, nice one. On one of the hardest settings. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that. Right, last thing before we go to play probably more Charlie. Next show's game. Next show's game. I have picked this. This game is my Donkey Kong. Okay. It's called Pandora's Palace. It's another one from Konami from 1984. Okay. And I think the reason I remembered it is because we were playing Circus Charlie and I was looking for all the other Konami 6809 games. And I remember playing it on the Game Elf when I first got a Game Elf board. Very slow, rubbish emulation of it, but it got me interested. Yeah. So I've had a look at it again. I was, yesterday, Saturday morning, I put it on. I thought, I think I'm going to pick this for next show's game three hours later i was still playing it oops and it's Uh, it's it's full of secrets full of little bonuses and stuff it is yeah yeah okay i played it when i was doing the website last night bits and bobs i thought "Mm, mr holly you asked for this one before you were even on the show i remember you You said oh can you play this one i played it it doesn't look very it looks a bit weird and i had a quick go of it last night and it took me about 10 minutes to work out. And I have to say this, as well as we'll, we'll talk about the, the, the levels we, we were using, just in case the listeners are as stupid as I am, you slide up and down the columns. Yeah, when yeah. I was playing the game, I couldn't get up and down. So like, how do you move up and down? I thought there was another button to jump down or climb up. And in the end, I worked out, you go up and down the columns. Yeah. The rest of it, you can work out for yourself. But go up and down the columns. 
and mm. it looks quite fun. I, I really enjoyed it yesterday. It looks sorry. It's, it's got seven levels, and I've already looped it. So just there you oh, go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, for the listeners, mm. Pandora's Palace, Konami 1984, difficulty on number two, normal, extra life at twenty thousand, and every sixty thousand after. Mm. Play along with us on Twitter. Get in contact with us. Tell us anything you like. And we'll talk to you in two weeks' time. So goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, kids. And we're probably going to do a bit of a special podcast from NERG, are we? Or, or we'll get something ready for the next podcast, which we've recorded at NERG. Definitely. We, mm. we don't know what we're doing yet, but look out on your podcatchers. We might do something there and then. Mm. But anyway, hopefully see some of our listeners next week. Come yep. and say hello. We're there for Saturday and Sunday. Come and say hello. Hang out with us. Have some biscuits with us. Very glad to see you. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. Circus, the hooly-dooly circus is in town.